Well, we're all here again. It's that time of year. Uh, Henry's back from being in the middle of nowhere. Alex is not playing World of Warcraft, and the year is over. For now. Yep. Uh, How can the year be over for now? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. No, I mean for now, not playing WoW, but just you wait. When this podcast is over and I'm done eating... I'm going to play that game, despite the fact that I'm very upset with it sometimes. Yep. This is that, uh, uh, not to step on Alex's toes for this one, because I'm sure he's got a bunch of bad decade puns lined up for this bullshit, but, like, <laughs> it's kind of cool. Like, this podcast has been around for, what, almost five years or something? Three years? So, yeah. Some, yeah. Some amount of time that feels kind of monumentous, like, holy shit, this is the last podcast of the decade. It is the last podcast of the decade, and... In- Honestly, I don't know what next year holds for us. I don't have 2020 vision. Uh, okay. I regret everything. Comes. Podcast canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the last of the decade and the last ever. You finally broke me, Alex. Ending <laughs> this bullshit. I'm taking it out back and shooting it. Burn it all to the fucking ground. I'm getting into basket weaving now. Fuck you. <laughs> Wicked old Gillard cast. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, number 184, the last of the decade, as we keep saying, and we'll keep saying. <laughs> it is, it it's is time. It's weird measuring something in that metric. Yeah. But it's time. It is time for Game of the Year discussions. Yay! Knives out, boys. Knives out. <laughs> I'm stabbing you this year, Alex. <laughs> you and your dumbass opinions about things. That's fine. Bring it. So, with me, everybody, the whole the whole gang is here for this last of the year, and I am Kraken Zero, aka Noed Har, aka just Henry, I guess. <laughs> and with me is Mordak. Undivided, aka Charlie. I'm calling my shots. I'm winning game of the year this year. Alright. I don't know how I'm doing that, but I'm going to win it. (laughs) And we'll we'll make a special award just for you. Please don't. (laughs) And Maeve Online, aka Alex. Yeah, buddy. And special guest. Uh, no special guests. Too bad. Where were you going with that? Like, explain to me your thought process on that one. Like, <laughs> well, you know, it's like it would be, uh, you know, uh, you're expected to do something special whenever there's a like a unique occasion, you know, end of the decade, and you know, yeah, I'm could... sorry, Gabe. Uh, Gabe, uh, Gabe Newell seems to be rejecting my friend requests on like Facebook, being like, "Yo, she better pocket." He's like, "Fuck you! No, you keep shit talking Half Life Three, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do it to your face, you no gut Gatling gun having freak." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, you got it's, knives. Uh... I got knives. Let's do this. I kept asking Kojima. Really, but really, he, he he kind of figured out that I wasn't really asking Kojima so much as every single, like, of the stars that he's been collecting. <laughs> I just wanted him to bring his entourage. And, it's like uh, a mass text he... group going on called, like, everyone in Death Stranding Kojima hangs out with but Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, I can totally picture Kojima just having a 
group text chain that's like just called Death Stranding. Oh yeah. Oh well, I bet he had totally has that. See, I just want him to bring Mads Mickelson. Oh, that would be a special guest. Yeah. Well, obviously we're here for Game of the Year, probably as the title of this podcast conveys, and like we already said. But uh, before we get to that, we have to we have to cover the personal business, if you will. Anyone do anything cool in the last week since the last podcast? Um, uh, kind of with you on this one, Alex. I mean, I already. I mean, clearly, I had the best dinner slash mystery theater last week. So, not yeah, yeah. How do you tap? How do you trump top religious entrapment? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, religious entrapment sounds about right. Um, actually, well, I guess if we're talking about weeks, um, so house update the it's weird kind of waiting for all this stuff yeah. to go on yeah it is i didn't realize how much it is yeah. we sent our repair addendum yeah so we're kind of just waiting to hear back on that uh we got the inspection done actually really quick which is really nice and oh inspections are relatively oh, quick they're just kind of a make or break moment where you learn all the terrible things about the house you're looking at <laughs> and if you're lucky you're not scared off in the process and you actually have woods to run off into yeah you don't there's there's a just there's a show they a short running show that was basically mixing house investigators like or house uh sorry yeah house you know inspectors with the ghost hunting shows and so you would have this uh psychic come in and say oh I feel this and that and then you'd have this house inspector very bored house inspector come in and say yeah this door isn't installed correctly <laughs> or there's just a weird shadow on this wall. Or this paint is just weird here and totally debunk everything. Or like, oh yeah, this this is some exposed stuff. It just, it, sorry, it just reminded me of that, and I think it's the best ghost show ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I don't think I'm that level of uh of inspection, but it was uh, what's it called? Okay, but let's see. So that's a lot of little minor things, which was really nice. So. You know, a few things here and there. We did put in a list just to kind of have them repair a few things, but mm. um, for the most part, it was it was pretty nice. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they say back ultimately. Um, but yeah, no, the the house hunt is pretty nice. I'm 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 looking forward to moving into a house and not having to worry about taking the dogs out every morning, where I can literally just open the back gate and like go, dogs, be free. Yeah, and do that. that will make me so happy but anyway um there's that uh and then i don't know if i've told you guys but i do actually am part of a matrix facebook group matrix online facebook group actually with a bunch of the old players a long time ago (laughs) so we chit chat about things and get updates on how the emulator is going because they're kind of rebuilding it from whatever code they had because obviously soe didn't release the source code um and so an old Matrix Online peep reached out to me recently, and uh, there's a podcast that goes on, apparently, involving the Matrix Online. What? Yes. What? Yeah. Is it just like how... four people in a room sadly remembering the Matrix Online? <sighs> Kinda. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not sure. It's a dead game. What the fuck do you talk about? How the fuck do we have a podcast? Do we cover current events in gaming? Like, The Matrix Online has been dead for, what, a decade? Yeah, it's been gone for a while. So, 
But, you know, they still have active Fantasy Star online servers. Do they? Like, shards. Oh, yeah, I play on one. So No, no, not Fantasy Star. Matrix Online. Sorry, I may have said the wrong thing. Fantasy Star is no. its own dark nightmare. Yeah, but I'm just Ooh. saying that I still play Fantasy Star Online, so yes, I get that a, a game that is long dead somehow still has life. So Yeah. So, so I don't have too much room to talk here, so... <laughs> No, I, uh, <laughs> like I say, when I was pleasantly surprised that this is still very much a thing, I, uh, I signed up, so next, uh, not, not next, date. um, about two weeks from now, I will be in a, uh, Matrix Online podcast, so. Mm. I look forward to hearing what the fuck that is. Same. And to any future Matrix Online fans we get as a result of this, I'm really sorry for all the shit I've talked about your favorite game <laughs> in the last... Uh, 184 episodes. <laughs> so I'm not apologizing yeah. for talking shit. I'm just sorry you have to hear it now. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm not. I, I'm I'm glad I speak about the Matrix Online, and I'm glad there's stuff going on with it. I, it's so. just kind of amazing to hear there's a podcast running for that at this point. Like that's that, that's like being a that's like running a podcast for dodo enthusiasts. <laughs> and not something weird. I'm talking about the bird that's been extinct for like all of our lives and many other people's lives. Yep. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. Uh, it makes me happy. There are people who still cling on to this game like me. Mm. Anyway, uh, I'm just saying. I'm being scouted out by other podcasts, Charlie. So uh, I'm they can fucking to have you. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I, I wanted. Salary negotiations. Damn it. We will negotiate to pay to get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how I expect. What do we this? have to do to make this permanent? What do this we have to do I... to get rid of this dead weight? Oh, that hurts my heart. <laughs> well, dicks, <I> motherfucker. <laughs> Touche. Touche, sir. But yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it for me. Nothing else has been going on. My focus on everything has been the house and making sure things are good for the house and things involving mm. the house. So. Yep. Yep. I'm happy everything's moving smoothly for that. It is. My realtor yeah. is really fucking cool. So cool. Uh, she's been really helpful with a lot of it. Awesome. Yep. That's it for me. Fair. I I suspect Henry's got the longest one, so I'll do my quickie next as well. Uh Destiny, 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 Destiny. Mm. Um, Hanukkah happened, so that's been a thing that happened. Um, hey. I taught my wife's family how to play dreidel, which was entertainingly cool. weird because in my mind that's a bullshit game that like you play when all the parents want to hang out without kids growing up so see people like actually interested in learning the fucking rules for that thing I'm like what the shit's going on yeah I don't know the rules for that I've I, never it's gambling it. uh, it's 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 gambling with tops I I, I have also learned that the ability to spin a top is not an inherent skill everyone possesses uh, <laughs> my, my, my wife's my, my wife's wife I'm sorry not wife's wife my wife's sister is hilariously bad at spinning tops. Like, I, I, I didn't realize you could be this bad at, like, gripping a top and spinning it. Like, I, I, I'm now revising my list of games of, like, if I have to play someone to the death in something, I'm playing her in just a game of spinning tops. Not even fucking dreidel, just, like, the ability to spin a top ten times in a row. You know, if you haven't grown up with something, it's it's interesting to see what people kind of don't really know much about and they're like what is this yeah even? i 
this has been a weird week of me learning. I have very specific skills. A lot of people don't have, like, I know a mechanic and or can spin a top of various sizes surprisingly effectively. Like, these are things I didn't know I should be putting on my resume. Like, can spin a top real goddamn good, apparently. Should be under my special skills, apparently. I remember those tops that are, like, round, and you start, and if you start spinning them, they'll, like, kind of flip over and then spin on, like, the part oh, that Oh, hell you yeah, use. yeah, no, I, I, I had those growing up. We, we were a top-spinning household, apparently. We had all the trick tops. We had I, metal tops. I guess I was, too. Wooden tops, and plastic tops and apparently that's a thing people don't own and they have better childhoods than i had i don't fucking know <laughs> but yeah that was a thing uh probably the biggest part of this week though was the most recent season of letter kenny came out in the states and letter kenny is still fucking fantastic letter kenny is an interesting show because mandy started watching that and I, I don't everyone should about watch that. letter what is, kenny what, what is that uh letter kenny is a aggressively Canadian show about life in the kind of sticks of Canada, like the, the rural parts of mm. Canada, essentially. Like that, The best way of describing Letterkenny is the way they start every episode is that um, Letterkenny has a population of 5,000 people, and this is their problems. Like, mm. That's I, way bigger than the town I'm from. Yes, I suspect you <laughs> would fucking die in a chair laughing at this show. Like, it is... If you've ever lived a place with a small population, the show is highly relatable. My my, my wife, Jen, fucking hates the show. The fiery passion, yeah, I mean, but... Well, it's a great it, show. Well, it's for the same reason that, like... I mean, so, I, you know, I'm from a city... or I say city. I guess it's city, technically. Um, that's less than... A, that's like a thousand people. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, and that's another thing. Like, not everybody gets... Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, either, for the exact same reason. Like, is Napoleon Dynamite is small-town Midwest America. It is super that. And if you aren't from that, you just watch it and be like, this is odd. But if you're from small-town Midwest America, it's like, yeah, that, that, that checks out. So, well, now not that I know Alex is initiated in the Letterkenny way of life, I can ask him questions like, how are you now? I haven't watched it that much. Fair enough. Figure it out. I do actually want to ask you something, because Mandy made a note of this, and I want to see if this is true or not. How accurate are the two hockey guys that use all the hockey terminology? Pretty fucking accurate. Okay, I've been told they're really fucking accurate with all the terminology and the things they say are uh, all actual hockey things they say. Yeah, nice. so, like, I, again, the show is aggressively Canadian, and mm. it shows in some kind of very interesting ways. The uh, uh, Riley and Jones, um, not Jonesy, um, Riley and... Maybe it's just because yeah, it's Shorzy's the third hockey guy. He shows up later. Up uh, the, the show's portrayal of minor league hockey, even to a certain extent, major league hockey is more accurate than people want to think about, especially <laughs> in Canada. And part of that is because the um the guy who plays Wayne on that show, the main writer of the show as well, used to be like a qualifying for minor league hockey play like the dude is cool better than most people at hockey kind of thing he could not make it to the pros mm. and want to be an actor and writer kind of thing but like through all of his life he was playing in highly competitive hockey leagues hmm. mm. nice yeah i know uh see i uh, in oklahoma there is a minor league hockey team called the uh blazers so yeah. and, and i've mentioned that before so i know a little bit about that what it's like to have yeah. a team that's not quite up there. Well, yeah, and then the 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 the, 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 uh, the team of this show was never good. Like they're, 
in a country where hockey is popular, a la Canada, there's a bunch more kind of like semi-professional leagues than there are in the U.S., and that's what they play in. And they get more televised, like, action and stuff. Like, it's... The hockey stuff on that show is very, very accurate, especially the slang that was flowing around and just some of the weird hockey traditions. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, the, the hockey stuff on that show is aggressively accurate, especially getting ships. The way they talk about that stuff is very accurate. I, have you made it to the coach yet? Uh, no, I've only watched a few episodes here and there. Mandy's been watching it more It's than fucking I embarrassing, have, so. Alex. <laughs> fucking embarrassing. You'll like the coach. Yeah. You should actually watch the show. I, the little bit I've watched, I definitely enjoyed. Definitely the funny. first season is a little hit or miss, and then the seasons after that fucking take off. Like, there's one episode in the first season Jen <clears> points <throat> at as that's when I was like, fuck this show. And she's absolutely right. Like, it's either you like the show at that point or you go, why am I watching this show? And that's when we <laughs> diverged. And then the rest of the show I'm a big fan of. Mm. But, yeah, Letterkenny. Mm. And Letterkenny Problems. And Little Kenny, which is now on fucking Hulu as well. Animated show that tells the origins of Letterkenny. Because we had to know where things came from. But, yeah, that's about it for me. I went and painted some models, too, I guess. That's probably what I'm... Your Starfinder update. The last one of the decade, if you will, as Alex would say, is I'm painting up some custom models for that because I spend oh, my cool. time wisely. Not wisely at all. <laughs> all right henry you're up all right so uh, i am as mentioned i am back in la after spending a little over a week in back in oklahoma where's your Indeed. twang boy it, i left it there <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah that's the thing it's like i obviously have a midwestern accent what midwestern to southern accent because oklahoma is kind of in a weird in between area when it comes to that and but uh, because of like everywhere i've lived and just traveling so much i have like a newscaster's accent so it's like if you watch if you watch like news station like a local news station for like oklahoma city or dallas that's what i sound like <laughs> so but yeah the, the eight gin martinis who drink before recording this podcast also give you that accent but yeah. <laughs> so you guys get gin martinis? What? He has a much better agent than you do, Alex. Oh, yep. Oh shit. <laughs> so yeah. So I so I tested the thing I wanted to test. I tested Stadia to see if it would work on my parents' uh, internet, and nope, not even doesn't even try. It says my connection is too unstable. I'm not even sure what that really means. I think that just means your connection isn't good enough, like, not enough bandwidth, I suppose. I'm going to take that at its word and be like, hey, your internet's not stable enough. Like, it's not consistently hitting the numbers, hmm. or it's fluctuating too much. Yeah, so it's, it is, so my parents get it through, it is cellular internet, essentially. So that's, that's the way they get it, because they don't live anywhere, like, even close enough to get, like, DSL, or anything like that for a phone line. So, yeah, their internet comes via cellular network, and so that's probably why it's a little more yeah, inconsistent to a certain extent, but I don't know, I mean, because other people play it on their phones, but yeah, I don't know. In any case, that was a bust. That did not work. I tried it multiple times during the day, and it never worked. And so, yep, too bad. 
Stadia, you're not coming to rural areas anytime soon. See, that's yeah. You see that that's you know that kind of cuts to the point of why a lot of us people in general are like, oh, I'm not sure how well this is going to sell. Like, you know, it's going to, you know, how many people are actually going to adopt it and be able to use it. So, yep. So definitely they're, they're going to probably not be getting the rural customers, which could be, I mean, that would be cool, but, you know, I guess that's not working, unfortunately. But one thing that is working, however, is my parents' satellite channels, and they've included in their package is Netflix. So now my parents have Netflix. And so I get to completely screw up their recommendations by watching uh, Surprise Surprise Anime. And so I watched one that came out several years ago. It came out like six years ago or something. But I'm just now getting to, getting around to watching it. Uh, Cyborg 009 versus Devilman. And so two pretty famous, very famous like anime and manga from very famous creators, like the creator of Cyborg 009 basically created a lot of the, like, what, the Super Sentai type stuff, uh, or the, at least, I guess, Lone Hero type. Uh, he created Masked Rider, or Common Rider, as it's also known. He created Masked Rider, and that was, that just, you know, that's still going now. And that took off, and, but yeah, he, he created a lot of different things like that that have been very, very influential. I mean, just creating that, basically single-handedly creating that genre is a huge one. The Master Rider and the, and the Mini and Kikider, which is like Cyborg, which was a Cyborg one. And so, yeah, those are very, very uh, influential. And then Devilman is created by Go Nagai. And we know that, you know, more recently, you know, Devilman Crybaby came out, as well as and he's created, like, Great Mazinger, which kind of really started the giant robot, uh, giant robot thing, like, controlled giant robots I thought it was genre. pronounced Mazinger. Mazinga. I mean, huh. if we want to get... Yeah, Ma... Yeah, Mazinga. But, yeah. But, yeah. Great Mazinger. And then he also created, uh, Cutie Honey. And, yeah, so, the two... Two very... But it's like they're they're almost kind of incongruous. So cyborg, but the way they combined it actually was kind of cool and in a certain sense was fun because all right. So cyborg 009, they're generally fighting against sort of a syndicate of evil robot makers who, well, their 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 creator zero through or one through nine kind of rebelled with his robots and there is cyborgs decided to do good of evil and so they kind of battle the organization they used basically kind of used to be a part of and but it's all about technology whereas devil man is this weird sort of possibly magical but not really actually magical but it's demon monsters that are really more chimerical like biological chimerical in nature they aren't really necessarily magical but they kind of are it's it's a weird one because it's almost like devil man's trying to explain the idea of demons and other powerful beings in terms of it being biological like like a like the demons main ability is they can kind of chimerically combine with anything and that's kind of what happened with him with the main character Akira Fudo 
who if I mean just you know real quick you know he essentially had a demon that tried to take over him or they purposely called that in so that they could fight under other demons but his personality became dominant instead of the demon so he gets the demon's powers and abilities but retains his personality and but uh <clears throat> which that's what happens when the demons fuse with other sort of other beings but essentially so it's a weird crossover and they even and they place it kind of within the history continuities of the two so just kind of in between some of their fights so you get to see like they kind of the intro is cyborg 009 and his compatriots fighting against some uh, a particular battle i don't know as much about cyborg 009 so um uh i think it might have been against cyborg 14 might have been the one don't they were know. doing but and then devil man was the, they were showing one of the darkest devil man stories is the intro for it which is his fight with Jimin, which is uh, Jimin had, when Jimin eats people, kind of keeps them alive, just their heads on his shell. And so you have, like, people basically horribly trapped, and Devil Man has to fight that and basically face the fact that he's going to have to kill a whole load of people. That, But those people couldn't be saved either, because they, they've already been They're absorbed. Dead, technically. They're kind of technically dead, and that's what this one little we, girl tells him, Sachiko, who got eaten. She's like, I'm already dead, just, you know, kill me. And he punches through her head. And it's like a horribly depressing story. And that's how they start out. But essentially, I mean, the plot kind of goes along with... We don't with... need a full synopsis either. Like, it's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the plot is cool because it's kind of trying to combine the two. So you have the technological people trying to combine the powers of the demons with their cyber technology and that's 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 the kind of the crux of the thing it's not it's a, it's only a few episodes but it's very fun it's kind of fun just seeing the characters one take part in what's called what's sometimes called the mighty marvel mix up which is uh, it, well it's called that because in a lot of marvel comics they would bring disparate characters together by having them accidentally think each other are villains like they they bring together heroes that had never met before, and so they can have a cool hero battle because there's a misunderstanding on who's the villains, and that's how they started out. So it starts out with a mighty Marvel mix-up, and then then goes off into the main plot. So it's fun. Um, so uh, so because Stadia didn't work, I played other video game. I played phone game. I played some more King of Fighters All Star, mm. and I got words about it because all right, good so, words, uh, something words, essentially Fighting words. Got it. So there is you. One of the currencies you earn in game and can also buy rubies also tend to allow you to buy characters. How does it or, play? First off, like, is it an actual fighting game or is it a card battle or what? No, it's a, it's a it's a fighting game. It's it's like a side scrolling game, like a on a phone. Yes, and so it has like, uh, and it's kind of it's pretty cool in that. I mean, basically, there is a one button that's just the sort of regular combo. Like you'll just walk up to people and do the regular combo because it is a it's a beat 'em up, not a fighting game. Yeah, and so and then uh, you can press other buttons that just turn on that launch your special moves as well as your extra like super desperation moves and so um 
But yeah, the there is there's a thing that you can earn by just playing the game called rubies, and they can be exchanged to, for chances at characters, like getting new characters to play as. And they run and every and they run special kind of they have one main one where you can just kind of get the mainline characters, but they also sometimes run some special limited time chances to get unique characters. Like right now they're running one with Christmas versions of four of the characters. And this is where I was like, gave got anger. So and so there's four four of the characters. One of them I really want in any shape or form, Leona. I mentioned that before. Just give me fucking Leona, you assholes. Um, and then uh, Whip, and I forgot the other, and then Chang. And nobody wants fucking Chang. Nobody wants a Christmas version of Chang. I'm sorry. Fucking nobody. But you know what I got twice? Chang? Fuck. Like, I bought, so I, I did the thing where you can, or for the price of nine, you get ten, essentially. And so I did that three times, and I got two fucking Changs. The literally the only character I didn't fucking want. What the flying fuck? Ah, That's so stupid. And it, they all have the same chance, like percent chance, because it shows you supposedly percent chance, but I'm starting to think that's bullshit. Is I, it could have given me literally one of those four characters, and it gave me literally the only one I don't fucking want, the one that nobody, fucking nobody wants. So I'm afraid to Google that. <laughs> so I'm going to... So I'm going to wait until they have a promotion where it's all characters that I want and none that I don't want. Um, I might do... There's another one right now they're running where you have an equal... where you have equal partial chance of getting either a Orochi version of Leona or Yori, and I'm fine with both of those, but I just want Leona. Just give me my, give me the character, my favorite KOF character. The character that's, uh, that was my that was the anchor for my, when I played competitively. My anchor for for all my KOF teams when I played competitively. Just give me that fucking character. Ugh. Yeah, so that's I don't that's hate fu- Christmas Chang now that I'm looking it up, but it's <laughs> like compared to the other fucking ones you can get, all of those look. Are, you, oh yeah, I think there's a Christmas Yuri as well, Christmas Whip, Christmas Yuri, and Christmas Leo. Now's like, give me literally anybody but fucking Chang. It's just Alex if he'd successfully cut down that tree when he went to go buy a Christmas tree. Like that's the character. <laughs> <laughs> The tree over yeah, shoulder and a chain, like you do. Yeah, it's just ah, uh, that's really annoying. So I'm I'm waiting until there is a promotion. I'm gonna save up my rubies until there's a promotion where there's no chance of getting fucking Chang. So yeah, that's that was my video gaming. So now I'm, but I am enjoying the storyline. I like the unique, the sort of unique characters that they've created just for the storyline. They're all remarkably adorable, uh, but. Uh, but they're none of them are playable. None of them you can get as playable. Sure, they're fun, and the storyline is kind of neat. It's playing with sort of a, I don't know. It's I, I'm seeing where it goes. I'm only up is to it canon. Through, it's no, to be playing through. Well, it's supposed to be playing through the years of KOF. So huh. yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm making my way through '96 right now, which actually is the first KOF I ever really played. The dream KOF of the '90s is alive on mobile, apparently. 
Yep. So that's that's the first KOF I ever played. So that's kind of fun. And there again, like now that I'm into the one that I like played the most, I mean, starting out, or at least the first one, that's cool. But yeah, stop giving me Chang. Give me fucking Leona. So, uh, Henry wants his waifu already. Yeah, I want my crazy mad character that was literally my strongest character. She was uh, because the way the game works, you know, it's like you don't tag in and out. It's it's in order that you put them in. You usually put your strongest character in last position. And Leona has been my anchor since like '96, which is actually when she first appeared too. But oh, yeah. There. Give me my character. Are you saying you couldn't switch them on the fly? Yeah, tagging no. out wasn't initially a thing. Yeah, no, no that was that that didn't exist until like late, like maybe two twenty ten. Yeah. So like that, like into yeah, it was a long time before you could tag it and out. Now you can, but yeah, you couldn't for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But yep, give me Leona, not fucking Chang. All right, so that was my week. <laughs> Out of context, it sounds mildly racist. In context, it's just weird. <laughs> I'm also half Korean. Chang is I... Korean. And if it would have been Dude's Kim, like a even... a seven-foot-tall monster if... with a spike ball. I don't know what he is. Yeah, I, if it would have given me a Christmas... Uh, if there was a, a Christmas version of Kim, who's the, another person on Team Korea, uh, I would take that. Kim Kapwon. He's cool. I'm more mad that obviously Chang is Jewish and he should be Hanukkah Chang, but that's a separate topic. <laughs> that beard. There's, there's. By the way, there's also a, another promotion right now where you can get a female version of Chang. Because why not? What the fuck is that? Like, just... Uh, take a look at it. Does she still have the beard? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's... It's waifu it, Chang. Yeah, it's weird. But anyways, yeah, that was... If you want to <laughs> look up, it's the... Yeah. Oh, I'm working on it. I'm working on yeah. it. That's oh, yeah, just wrong. A... Yeah. Oh, okay, you see it? <laughs> the tiny little girl uh-huh. with the giant spike ball? Or the giant ball? Yeah. There you go. Now that you actually know, you looked up... First you looked up what he looks like normally. Yeah. Now you have that. Just wrong. That. Why? No, Funny, why is he... wrong. Funny, why is but it's like why is he tiny? The other ones are normal sized. Like the other female versions of the other characters are like kind of like just looks like a, a straight up just gender swap. But uh yeah, Billy Kane and see a gender swap of actual Chang. Like it's I I know you're yeah. not digging the character at him, but I I've always liked Chang for being like oh, so it's a dude in a fighting tournament, yeah, with just a giant ball on a chain, yeah. How yep. did someone let that through? That's an obvious advantage. Yeah. So yeah, you uh but yeah, there's the female version of Billy Kane and the female version of Yashiro. But I, I and then for some reason, Tiny Chang. But yeah. So yeah. I mean, I I didn't even try for those because I don't want any of those characters. I want one character. Give me my character. Give Henry his waifu, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah. And he might Yeah. And on that note, game of the year, boys. I think it's yeah. done. Boop, 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 boop. Is that the oh. sound effect for game of the year? I believe so. Yep. 
Alright, so if you've never joined us before for Game of the Year, welcome. Um, we understand this may be your last podcast because, well, heated gamer moments are coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I start subtly implying that uh, Alex has sex with goats for money. Mm. That's part of this ongoing endeavor. But uh, jokes aside, um, we have five categories this year. We have Game of the Year, Most Video Game, Ass Video Game, Game That Is Art, most disappointing slash worst and ongoing game. That's our new one this year. And before we kind of dive into our various categories, I want to take a second to just kind of run through the philosophy of this. So mm. game reviews are an inherently subjective thing, as is this podcast, as is definitely this specific episode. And if you don't agree with our list, feel free to email us about this. and We can explain maybe our thought processes more. But we're also going to talk in pretty heavy depth and pretty heavy spoiler depth about any of the games on this list kind of thing. So so this is your spoiler warning. We're going to kind of talk about these games as a whole, as as we perceive them, as we've played them, all that jazz. Like, crucial story moments we will talk about if we feel they're important to kind of explaining the game overall as a whole kind of thing. So sorry if we're talking about a game you're fucking, like, guns out waiting to get to maybe come back next week for a normal podcast in that instance mm. or something. Yeah, like, we're not trying to ruin games, we're trying to talk about games in their entirety. Like, part of the issue I find with reviews is you can't mention kind of all the cool things that happen because spoilers, and you shouldn't, but when you're trying yeah. to make a list of the best and whatever of that year, it's important to talk about that. So to, to kind of run through mm-hmm. our categories, Game of the Year is pretty self-explanatory. It is the game that we as a group are going to kind of deem to be either the best of the year, or if you only played one video game this year, you should play kind of thing. This may not even be our personal favorite game, but it's a game that we think is especially important or something like that, to use an example from past years. We had Pokemon Go in this category the first year it came out. Not that we were saying Pokemon Go was a like end-all, beat-all game, but it was incredibly important that year, we had to acknowledge it, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, highly influential, yes. And it's still lost to God of War, because we thought that game was just overall better and, like, equally yeah. important, but the impact Pokemon Go was something we had to recognize. Uh, most video game ass video game is kind of a fun category for us, because it lets us talk about the games that are just fucking video games. They're not the best, but they're maybe they're kind of the best example of what a video game is and like they're you know it when you hear it kind of thing like pornography yeah a video game <laughs> ass video game is something you look at and go that's a video game ass video game yeah uh game that's <laughs> art is kind of our opposite of video game ass video games so we put our games that we feel have something to say or try to do something kind of story-wise impressively or visually impressively like it's the these are games that maybe suffer from a gameplay perspective, but like the overall package is beautiful and moving and something along those lines. Games you would point to and be like, well, this game is art kind of thing. Uh, yeah. The kind of nominees of this game in the past have been a lot of, uh, you can get in this category for a really good story, for really good visuals, just kind of having something important to say and maybe not saying it in the best way, but still saying it kind of thing. Like it, we typically kind of disregard the more video game, video game aspects of a game for this category because it's meant to kind of recognize the artful side of game. And yeah. we have video game as video game to recognize the fucking sick-ass air combos you're pulling off. <laughs> uh, next up is most disappointing slash worst. Uh, 
we've this category is what it is because we had too many conversations as part of this about is a game disappointing or bad because mm-hmm. sometimes a game being disappointing is worse than a game just straight being bad and we've got factors into the conversations kind of thing like it's a game can still be a kind of defendably okay game but if it's disappointing enough it belongs on this list alongside bad games because yeah like you spent money and you're unhappy that's this is this is kind of that category and again kind of like game of the year it's pretty subjective but also i don't think anyone will disagree with the things we throw on this list a couple are kind of on there as jokes and they won't survive very quickly (laughs) but they're games that we feel we have to talk about kind of in a yeah man it sucks this game came out kind of way yep yeah and last but not least is ongoing game um this is kind of our catch-all category for the games that all of us keep playing year after year. We, we live in a world of ongoing services for games, which is awesome, but also, like, if I were to make a personal list, it's like Destiny would be at the top of my list every fucking year because I play Destiny all the goddamn time kind of thing. Like, it is it is the game I play when I'm not playing something new or more meaningful or something someone told me to go play kind of thing. Like, that. that's... Based on numbers alone, that's always my game of the year situation, and that's where this category comes from. Games we feel should be recognized for putting in the time and keeping it fresh and kind of rewarding that dedication to the game ongoing, if you will. And I think we're actually going to start with ongoing game this year. Um, Our nominees at time of reading are Destiny 2, Warframe, Warcraft, Pokemon Go, Harry Potter, Wizards United, Unite, I'm not sure what that one's actually called, Borderlands 2, Commander, Lilith DLC, and Final Fantasy 14. Ooh. See, Final Fantasy 14 is a good one. Yeah. I mean, that really is a good one. It's hard to argue that one, especially because well, I, I mean, I've played it a good amount, and I really do enjoy it. I would that play game. that game if I could get past its fucking account setup process. Like, <laughs> fuck everything. I, I want to play that game. I just can't get past the first raid boss, which is the horrific Square Enix customer support system. <laughs> yeah, there's they have like different sites that link up to different areas. I have really bought that game annoying. three times, and that has become a problem apparently. Like because I have multiple codes associated with an email, it makes it even harder to sort out my ish- my situation. Like, the fact that your free trial for that game starts the second you hit buy on a key, I think, is also shitty. Mm. But I digress. Um, we're trying to whittle this list down to a top three. Uh, anything on here we think can go right off the bat. I, 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 I did not go back to playing Warframe in a meaningful way this year. Like, it's done some cool stuff. People seem happy with that game, but... I don't think I'll be going back to Warframe as soon as I usually do. Like, typically it's Destiny gets boring and I go to Warframe for a couple months. Destiny got boring at one point. I never went back to Warframe because I think that game has some problems now. So it's Mm. still a good ongoing game, especially if you're looking for a free-to-play kind of action RPG, but I'm not sure I recommend it in the same way I have in previous years. I would Mm. cut out Warframe and the Borderlands 2 Command Lilith DLC. So, yeah. So we're going to grab on Warframe. I want to cut out the... So I, I want to talk about the Lilith one before we cut it kind of thing. Okay. Because okay. I, I just want to acknowledge the fact that a fucking DLC pack came out for a game that's been 
kind of mothballed for what, like five, six years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's weird because I think that DLC may be a little bit better than Borderlands 3 was. Mm. I, that's a spicy meatball. Yeah, and then that's kind of why I want that's that's why I put it on this ongoing game list. I'm not saying Borderlands 2 is back, baby, but the fact that they managed to put out like the idea of putting out a DLC for Borderlands 2 when like the consoles it was relevant on are like not slightly in the rearview mirror, but like significantly done kind of thing. Their their era is like, fuck, we're coming up at the end of the PS4 Xbox One era. Those were, like, middle of the PS3, Xbox 360 games. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did we get DLC for a game that late kind of thing? And, like, it was defendably good. It reminded me that maybe I don't like Borderlands anymore, but, like, holy shit, we got DLC for a game that should have never had DLC put out for it at this point. I never see. I own Borderlands Two, but I never got around to playing that. Was that a yeah paid DLC? It's free. Yeah, it's, it's free. free? Okay. It, it's it's hmm. um, It is designed to remind you what the fuck Borderlands is and bridge kind of Borderlands Two into Borderlands Three. Like, in, in some ways, it's a brilliant hmm. marketing thing. I had problems with it because I got it on PC and not on the consoles, where I had my good characters kind of thing, and getting that all set up was a bit of a drag and. It really made you realize how far loot shooters have come since Borderlands 2 and then made Borderlands 3 a tad less excusable where it's like, man, like I came off that thing going like, man, um, maybe I don't want Borderlands 3. It turns out I didn't. Hmm. That's certainly yeah. interesting. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'm happy to cut it. I kind of put there on a bit of a joke because the DLC came out, but also I think like, Holy shit, Borderlands 2 got DLC, free DLC, to kind of set up the sequel kind of thing. That's something worth noting, at least. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine cutting it if you two don't feel strongly about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd, I'd see it cut, but... That's fine. Um, Do we have any games we think are kind of like guaranteed locks for ongoing game top three? Not necessarily like that they're going to win, but we feel they, like, have to be in our top three. Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay. I'd say. <clears throat> I'd probably say Destiny 2. Like, that's... It's a, it's a hard pick. They both had big... They, they both had releases this year. Yeah. Final Fantasy yeah. fourteen and Destiny 2. Yeah. With the new expansion... With new expansions, but I think Destiny 2 has more of a revival, so to speak, considering yeah, it's actually it's, like, broken the, out of the clutches of Activision. Well, and it's free to play now, thing. too, and stuff like that. Like, and the yeah. dawn... Yeah, and, uh, the, that's a huge change. Uh, the season of yeah. Saint 14 is that fucking good, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, they're doing some of their best stuff right now, weirdly. Um, so, let me ask a question. Like, is this category's top three... In no specific order, Final Fantasy fourteen, Destiny two, and a third. That will then figure out yeah. where they go. Yeah. Um, has Harry Potter been out for a whole year? I don't think it has. I don't think it has either now that I'm seeing it on our list. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's a good game, don't get me wrong, but it has it, I don't if we're, if our criteria is that this game has to been out for over a year and sure. is ongoing. Well so that, would that, that means our that means our kind of outliers are War, uh, World of Warcraft versus Pokemon Go, and you can just cut. Wow, let's not even worry about that. Really? <laughs> like, okay, I'll be honest with you. This expansion has been kind of like luster. Now they have fixed a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. Mm. 
Um, but there are still like glaring issues with current content. Like um, one of the things I, I I actually saw a video about it that's very fitting is every every big patch is kind of a reset for the game, if you will. So there sure. are new mechanics and things involved. So yeah. the new patch, which should be out in a couple of weeks, is actually very dependent on a mechanic from the previous patch. So you can't function well in the current patch without getting things done from the previous patch, which feels really sloppy game design. Hmm. Well, it should be iterative, but I get what you're saying, though, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, hmm. It's, it's not like old WoW, where you had to work your way up through the tiers to get gear. That's kind of, that system's gone away. But, like, hmm. in order to be competitive, DPS-wise, or, you know, as, to function in a raid, you have to farm out essences from previous content sure. in order to be competitive in current content, which seems sure. really fucking weird. Yeah, that's that is a little bit weird. Uh, it's yeah, it's like imagine, especially given the kind of modern framing of that game, what they've been going for. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like imagining that you need to go back to vanilla Destiny two to farm a weapon from there in order to be competitive in the current raid. You joke, but that's what you're doing in Crucible right now. Fucking Dustrock Blues drops in. I think it's the EDZ, and that's one of the best. PvP shotguns in the game, but yeah, but I mean it's been updated for current mechanics, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, that's yeah, the no. problem. This is like literally farming something from from Destiny Two without being it augmented in any weird new way. No, fair, fair. And bringing yeah. it to the current content, so mm-hmm. it it just feels clunky. But then again, mm-hmm. this whole expansion has very much been a big clunk fest. So. Sure. Even with things being a little bit better, I mean, it, there's still glaring issues with sure. it. Sure. Hopefully, who knows, will be resolved near the end of it all. And one of the big things that would fix it is if they made fucking account white essences, but they refuse to do that. So, yeah. yeah. So our top three are Destiny Two, Pokemon Go, and Final Fantasy Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what do we think the order on that is? Um. I'm gonna honestly put Destiny Two at number one. I think it's had yeah. probably the biggest revival. Sure, as far the as free, yeah. game free goes. to play, the cross save, all that jazz. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it very much became a big fan favorite. You, like, yeah, cross save, it's, the free to play option. It's, it's nominated for one of the best, like the game of the year on Steam right now. Like, it, yeah, yeah, it came out swinging hard, if, if you will. Yeah, yeah, and it's got a very loyal fan base. They're listening to their players. Like, it's got a lot. Are they? For it. I think they are. I mean, yes, they own. are, but also I have to make yeah. a joke because cynical. Yeah, mm. that's true. So, Final um, Fantasy or Pokemon Go in our number two slot. I, I, I personally watch- don't like Pokemon Go that much in the current era, but I have to respect the fact that it's still a goddamn thing. Well, I mean, I I, I mentioned previous uh, podcasts. I'm part of a Pokemon Go. Yeah, no, yeah that's why it's on this list. Like, it's like Fortnite's not on this list because none of us fucking play Fortnite. But you. Are still an active Pokemon goer. Yeah, I mean not as active as before, but I still, I still follow along with the group chats and things like that. And yes, yeah, I mean I actually I don't know if I had told you there's not only a like coworkers Pokemon group that we do now, but I get invited to a Discord that's basically the whole county, mm. and so huh. county people post in different. They have like even cha- different channels or different cities in the county. But they post stuff like, oh, hey, by the way, we found rares at this park. Or, hey, just so you know, there's a nest of this Pokemon here kind of thing. So, 
it's a pretty active community, I have to say. So I would, as much as I like Final Fantasy fourteen, I would have to probably put Pokemon Go second. Yeah, no, that's they've, that's, they've added a lot of stuff. That's respectable. Yeah, you're the you're the kind of final call on this one in my book because those yeah. are two games you care about. Those are two games you are actively playing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, right. yeah, I'll have to go with Pokemon Go on this one for number two and Final All Fantasy right, fourteen. So- uh, the the Wicked Awesome Cast ongoing game of 2019 is Destiny 2 with Pokemon Go in second place and Final Fantasy 14 bringing up respectable third place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, just to kind of throw out there, like the ongoing game, even though you have them ranked as, don't let that take away from the fact that Final Fantasy 14 is a very solid game. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it is a game that like every time we talk about, it, I'm like, you should go figure out how to fucking play this game because. Man, it sounds cool. Like they have a fucking near automata dungeon in mm, Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen, which is dumb in the best mm. way. But yeah, it's like I mean they I mean with the revival that they did, you know, yeah. you know, not this year, but re- it's like they completely remade that game into something that is the very good game. Mm. They completely overhauled it. Yeah. Yeah. So, what next? Uh, let's do game that is art. All right. Um, a, a reminder, we're going for kind of a top... Th- we'll narrow it down to a three, then kind of rank those top three. Uh, this is the category for games we feel contributed to the artistic side of art. Artisanal side. Uh, the, 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 the whiskey barrel-aged games of 2019, <laughs> if you will. Mm. Uh, far, uh, farm to table, handcrafted. I can't think of other hipster phrases to describe artisanal at this point. Your nominees are <laughs> Death Stranding, Control, Baba Is You, Void Bastards, Untitled Goose Game, A Plague Tale, Ape Out, Gears Pop, and Bloodstained. See, I would add, I think I would add one more in there. Yeah, I think I'd it. add Sayonara, Sayonara Wild right, Hearts in there it. as well. How the fuck Just, do you spell I think- that? Yeah. So I we can get my joke entry on this list out of the running if we want right off the bat. Detroit Which become is... human? Uh, Gears Pop. That's on there as a joke, but... <laughs> oh. Yep. It definitely has an art style, and that art style is Funko Pop. Uh, it's... Mm. Oh, it's <laughs> that one. That's what that is. See, I didn't know that. I didn't quite yeah, recognize no, it. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's a good way of putting it's it. It's a no. game that is art. Everyone should play Gears Pop just to witness, man, this is a game someone has on their resume. Yeah, and on a side note, I hate the Funko Pop dolls. They're so ugly. See, I like the Funko stuff that they've done, which is just, here's a toy, but I hate the Funko Pop style. Sure. I think it's the big eyes, horrible the big and ugly. Eyes. And just terrible, and just looks like crap. And why would you, why would you buy that yeah. terrible figure? See, and like I said, I say that, and I do have a Funko figure uh, sitting over there, o- over in my room. I have a My Little Pony Funko. Character. All the ones yeah. I have deliberately don't have helmets on, so you can't see their eyes. Like I have a Lord Shaxx one, removes the fucking dead eyes of a Funko Pop because you can't see his eyes. See, mine is just it's a it's one of Funko's normal toys that they make, not the Funko Pop one. It's a it's Doctor Hooves. 
the uh, male LP character that's basically doc- the doctor. Back to our list. Yes. <laughs> oh, I already have one punster on this fucking podcast. I can't have two. If he is using other people's puns. Um, Welcome to the Punderdome. Where do we want to start on this list? <laughs> um, I mean... I, okay, if I had to choose my three that I really like from this list, Death Stranding, um, okay. just because it's, it's Kojima. Yes, um, it, it is hard to deny the art of that game, for better or yeah. worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, Untitled Goose Game is also just kind of an interesting take on the game itself, and like, it's also, I mean, not just is it artistic, but it's fun and artistic. Sure. Like, it's, it's really enjoyable. And then... Bloodstained. I gotta say, mm. they made an entire troll video advertising the game's art style because people complained about the art style in the background of like the, the like the, the when they side troll. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, the art style looks kind of crappy. This and that. Da, 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 da. And like he even shot a parody video where he like throws the wine glass like Dracula does and yep. Tiffany the Night, and then they show you the release like re-released like art packs and all that stuff, and it looks fucking great after that. Sure. So. I mean, a lot. The stuff was, you know, stuff they they was to show off the gameplay. It was, it was, it was just, you know, stand in art art assets. It was never meant to be final. Yeah, but but I, yeah. I I think the fact that he made it a point to be like, oh, I'll show you guys, and then it was like yeah. an improved, nice looking art style. It's very vivid and beautiful. So so it's yeah. weird because Goose Game would be the first one I'd actually cut maybe out of our list. Mm. Really, I I'm not sure it's art. Yeah, no, that's just. See, it. Like I think it's... I think I think it's under a, a, a under a better list that describes it far better. It, it is a to be true. To be it fair. is a fun, quirky indie game that's got some style going on. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not sure. Like, if you made that game with like a photorealistic goose and people, I don't think you'd be fundamentally changing that game in a major way. I think the art. I, I'm not saying the artistry of that game is bad. It's fine. It works well for that game. I don't feel like it really has a message. Yeah. I mean, it's so I think it's under it's under another category that we have, and it is far better described under that other category. So Mm. fair enough. It can stay for now. We've we've got plenty of other ones to talk through. I guess like uh, Death Stranding. I I'm not sure we needed to kind of belabor that one now. Like that game's gameplay loop is kind of questionable, but like sound design for that game, the visuals for that game, like it is a pretty game to look at. It is a haunting game to look at. It's I there are some weird choices, but they're deliberately weird choices. Like that that entire game, I believe, is what Kojima wants it to be, kind of thing. Like the fact he was yep. out there saying, I don't know if people will like this because it's gonna be a little polarizing, I think speaks to the for better or worse highly curated nature of that game kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely very much his vision. Yeah. And what it, yeah. So Yeah, and like, it, it's unflinchingly his vision too. Like it's Yep. It's this one of the is Kojima yeah, Unleashed. It's one of the few video games I can think of that if you said like, hey, in what situation does like a game director's vision most shine? I'm not sure I know a game that does that more than Death Stranding. Like, to a fault at times. Like, it, it trips over itself, I think, in that regard occasionally, but it is... I mean, it's and it's yeah. because it's his studio, and yeah. so he can do that. So, but yeah, um... Control! See, uh, 
Control is such a good game. Yeah, it's, it's... Oh, it's such a good game. For, it, it's it's uh, a weird you know, not, game in the sure best way. I'm not sure about art. Uh, think about all the kind of crazy, like, non-Euclidean geometry and stuff, like the shiftiness yeah, of that's it. True. Like, it's, it's, visually, it's, it's, it's a stunning game. Like, for me, like... Oh, visually, it's trying to describe a war... a... a a world that's indescribable. Yeah, like the writing for that game, I think, qualifies it alone for art. Like, like it, the voice it is acting like, is good. The the like the stylistic choices of that game, I think, qualify it's it as the best art. attempt. It's the best attempt I've ever seen it. Like visualizing SCP Foundation stuff, mm -hmm. and and I've talked about you know that's it's, yeah. that is a major major like you know like. Uh, inspiration to that game and it is like if we're gonna try to you know visualize the 3d world what scp stuff actually looks like that's it that's as close as we're gonna get yeah. possibly so yeah and i'm not yeah. saying it's like I, I can get i can see that I, i'm not saying it's like art in the same way that like void bastards is or even death stranding but like that game is definitely some fucking art like that is some top tier real ass world setting and stuff like that that's not real ass like it's the part where you go to like that goddamn hotel it's, uh, yeah that, that 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 game belongs on this list like if if there's a, if there's a game i feel comfortable saying has to make it to our top 3 on this list it's probably that game actually mm. like maybe it doesn't win but we it has to be top 3 just like it's a good game. It is a stunning game beyond that, though. Yeah. And it play it, when, it, when it plays great, it's like, wow, this is impressive and pretty. Let's move on. Baba is You. Which is a crazy bizarre game. Yes, and that's kind of why it makes the list, I guess, in my mind. Like, it's not, it's not an art style we haven't necessarily seen before. But it's an art style in service of kind of a logic puzzle game. And I think there's something kind of interesting about the choice of this very kind of child scrawl art aesthetic combined with the kind of like pseudo coding that is this game's gameplay mechanic. Yeah, the the way that, yeah, you make the rules of or basically make things happen by pushing around blocks. It is a... I like the idea of a meta... of this meta game. Yeah. It's... It's it's fascinating. And... You know, I'm... I, you know, I... I You know, I can... You know, the art style to me is like... Uh, you know, the actual graphics is... Fine. It's a, it's an interesting choice. But it's the gameplay to me... That really says... Yeah. This is... This is bizarre. This is weird. Like, this is... This is truly unique. Yeah. And maybe I'm misinterpreting that uniqueness as kind of video game that is art. Yeah, and I'm not sure we necessarily have a category. Well, I mean, for I think that's I think that sells that. Well, I mean, art, and that's the pro. You know, the thing, art is subjective. Yeah, and so it makes. So I mean, I think that's this is, and uh, yeah, it's there again. It, it's it's difficult to describe, but it's just why I think it's art. Yeah, it's like, very... it's the, the cohesive package that the art and the gameplay loop for this creates is undeniably yes. art, and the fact that I can't describe how it is art is why yeah. I think this game belongs on this list. Um, Let's go to the next one. Void Bastards! Yeah. 
That game's cool to look at. Yeah. It's just stylistic, yeah. yeah. Very it's well. Got style. Uh, it's got a, it. Though I would argue for that, like, the gameplay isn't. Yeah, but that's also not unique. the point of this category. Like, this is the one yeah. that, if gameplay is not the best part, it. Like, visually, this game is cool. Like, the monster design, this game is cool. Yeah. Like, the personality of this game is real cool. Like, the narrative hooks are cool. Like, I. I think this game kind of falls apart some on the gameplay-specific aspects of it, but at the same time, I, I love looking at this game more than I love playing it. Mm. Mm. Like, it's funny, it's tongue-in-cheek, it's dark. Uh, yeah. The little kind of, like, comic strip animatics they have to do the cutscenes, I think, are a cool choice. I, It's a fun game, but mostly it's kind of fun to look at. Like, it's just cool-looking. Yep. Uh, a goose game we talked about. Uh, a plague tale. Mm. See, I think it's visually oh, stunning. God, yeah, the rat has... tech in that game alone is, yeah, like visually that game fucking hangs. It's and, and the story is yeah. definitely. I, I went as well. into I mean, that it's... game not expecting that game. I, I thought the game was gonna be like an hour and a half long or something, and no, there is like five hours of game in there and story is good it's delivered well like it's framed fantastically like you feel like a teenage girl forced to deal with a ridiculously fucked up situation in a way that could have been really bad but somehow the game pulls off and this is also a game with magical rat plague going on it's yeah it connects in a way it shouldn't kind of thing. Like, it's... Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's an amazing game. Yeah. And, yeah. Ape Out. Visually stunning. Yeah, uh, I, I put this one on here from a visual and sound design perspective. Like, it's, it's, it's jazz, the video game that kind of adds kind of precise notes and stuff whenever you do things. I... Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not sure this game necessarily does anything super unique unto itself, but again, its cohesive package is pretty cool. Like, it's a more, in some ways, musical version of kind of, uh, what's it called, Hotline Miami and all that jazz, but I feel comfortable cutting yeah. this one off the list. Yeah. It's early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of I kind of feel the same. Yeah, compared to some of these other ones on here. All right, so Bloodstained. We talked about that. Uh, we talked about it some, yeah. Let's let's do Sayonara Wild Hearts before we start digging into these ones, I guess. Uh, so, yeah. Sayonara Wild Hearts, Henry. Yeah, it's just... It's visually absolutely stunning. It's got a, a, an aesthetic to it that is <clears throat> really good, just really great. The gameplay is just utterly bizarre. It's And, and I kind of like... I like musical games, and this is very much a game based around music and rhythm. And it's it's got kind of lots of different like small games in it too so i mean i kind of like the you know the mini game aspect of it as well it's so i guess like my question is looking at this game like it's undeniably a fantastic looking game like it's got style yeah it's got Um, style for ages and you know and does it go beyond just style like does the style like loop into the game like are the menus as good as the images that pop up and stuff like is it like top to bottom 
Yeah, it's just the way the entire game rolls and plays through is just okay. really extraordinary. I mean, it's I mean, if Void Bastards deserves a spot yeah. on here, Cyanora Wall at Wild Hearts definitely does. It wasn't me trying to knock. I'm just trying. To, like, I've not played this game, so yeah. I'm trying to get a sense. Yeah, it's of kind it's of... it's bizarre. It's it, it. I mean, I think for me, it's kind of like it reminds me bits of Res, even huh. to a certain extent. Uh, it's just some some of the ways some of the game styles are remind me super. Yeah, some of it is does feel a bit like rail shooter, but not. Um, it's it's a hard game to describe. I'm gonna have to and, check this thing out. But it's like, but that's the thing. It's like I've enjoyed some of the other other games that that you know that have, that this you know developer has put out. I mean, you like. I mean, or at least the publisher. I mean, not necessarily the developer, but the publisher has put out like Goa, which I've talked about before, is a great, great sure. game. And that same publisher put that one out, and that's a BAFTA winner. I mean, that's yeah. But yeah, this Donut County is a another game by the same publisher. I didn't know that was the this, same crew. Okay, cool. That makes sense. But not the same. Not the same developer. This is this is the only thing that this oh. developer has done so far, as far as I know, anyway. Sure. I mean, it's, but yeah, it's really, really extraordinary sure. stuff, and I feel like at least on a art style, it is really kind of awesome. So we gotta start making some cuts. <laughs> yep. Um, so I don't, I, I think, I don't think entitled goose game really. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, one. I mean, I like it a lot, but yeah, yeah I'm not really saying it's a bad it. game. It just, it's, it's not what this category necessarily is all about. Um. Hmm. This is a tough one because there are some very artistic games. Yeah, this year. Uh, everything else we have on this list is hard, hard to uh, hard so to say that let's doesn't, or dig into Bloodstained a little bit. I guess, like, I, yeah, again, this is not me attacking. It's uh, like it's good video gameness kind of thing, and maybe we should add this to video game as video games because I. I my understanding is that game has some video game ass video game shit going on inside of it. Uh, yeah. From a like pure artistic standpoint, um, Alex, explain to me like, is this just really good pixel art? Like, I I, I get it. You well, it's not even pixel art. It's it's three D. Yeah, art. we all really enjoyed kind of the whole Kickstarter campaign bullshit that went around yeah. it. But like, is this? Is there artistry to this game that deserves recognition, I guess? It, it sounds blunt to ask it that way, but, like, is this just kind of another Symphony of the Night-style game that looks and plays real well, or, like, is there a craziness to the visuals I'm just missing on this one? I, I'm i not trying to be mean on this one. I'm, I'm just trying to... Some of the boss design, yeah. the boss design and the creatures design, some of them are wild. Sure. I'll yeah. say that. But I mean, they, if we're going to go into context of saying, well, you know, is it like another Symphony Night? I mean, are we, at that point, are we talking about indie design or are we talking about art style? Is my, my argument on that one here. Because if you're going to say, like, it's like, well, I mean, is it like another. I, I, I don't have a good answer game? to that question, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, I've heard some weird ass shit happens when you fight a giant cat head and stuff like that. I, it's, I've heard mm -hmm. the game can be very pretty looking, I guess. Like, again, I, I'm looking at this and. It looks cool. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a cool and good-looking game, but I don't know. The only reason the only reason I bring that up is because the way you were phrasing it makes it sound like if we're going, if 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 it not just has to be artistic but indie, 
Because, like, Sayonara Wild Hearts has very much an indie feel, but it also doesn't have to be indie necessarily. Design. Yeah. Well that's, that, well, that's what I, I, I'm alluding to is like the, the stuff that you had brought up about Bloodstain was like, well, I mean, it is Symphony, you know, Symphony of the Night esque kind of thing. And it's like, well, I mean, if that's Eliminator, then I guess, but are we looking for a totally unique package then? Or are we talking about just the no, art style? Not, not necessarily, necessarily unique. Like, like Plague, a Plague Tale isn't necessarily unique. It's got a very realistic style. But like to the, it, I mean. the shadows in that game, the, the, the massing of the rats, the, mm. the setting, it makes for kind of a, it, it makes for artistic experience, I guess, is the one I'm getting at. Like, it's no one aspect of, like, except for the rat tech and some of the light tech. That stuff's really fucking impressive in that game, actually. Like, maybe Control's the better example where, in its, like, aggressive realism, the realism itself is super impressive, but then kind of the overall yeah. design of the the first house, whatever it's called, I the setting of the game, like, is this perpetually shape-shifting nightmare building that just kind of, like, the undulations and shape-shiftingness of that building are mm. really well done and have this unsettling feel to them. Like, the enemies you fight in the game are pretty generic enemy look, but, like... yeah. At- but, like, when you dive into the other dimensions, stuff like the white rooms you go into where it's kind of the obstacle courses, there's something visually cool about them. Like, fuck, you go into a photorealistic middle-of-nowhere hotel, and it's like, yeah. man, you guys put some effort into this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just the the attempt to describe non-Euclidean geometry, yeah. it's just, yeah. And, like, ugh, the, the yeah. sound... And like the, the, the sound design in that game is top notch. Yeah. Like just like yeah, the, the overall presentation of that game is nuts. It's like it's what they do best. It's what that studio does best in some ways. Like again, like again, that game will not win video game as video game because just from a slight like gameplay perspective, it's not the best thing out there. Like there are better yeah. playing mm-hmm. games out there. Yeah. So I don't know. It's there's just too many strong contenders here. I can't even decide to be it's, honest. It's a tough list. I'm willing to say maybe Void Bastards doesn't hang as hard as some of the other things on there. Like I love looking at that game, but visuals alone weren't enough to keep me going with that game. Like it's I, in some ways I'd much rather look at like an art book of that game at this point in some ways than yeah. I think I think for me, like, kind of, I I kind of feel like a top two might even be like a Plague Tale and Death Stranding among the top three. Well, so like, for me, let me like, hear me out on this one. Do we actually like the artistry of Death Stranding? Like, I see. I haven't really played it so much, so I can't really speak as much to that. I just think it's from what I've watched people play. Yeah, just, no, and it's I've, Kojima I've, ass Kojima game. It is some game, Kojima ass Kojima, a, yes. I, I, that I, should maybe be a, a, a category in itself. Yes, and then may, maybe we'll do that next year, but we have superlatives typically yeah. sometimes yeah. for these. Like, so, I, I would argue that Death Stranding and Control are artistically kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, I think control does it better. Mm. Like it's it's really weird to make that comparison, but both have strong Lovecraftian vibes going. Both yeah. like both of them and a Plague Tale are the like th- those are the three super visually realistic games on this list, and a Plague Tale just has three things in it that you're like, man, that is some visuals like. 
Yeah. A Plague Tale is on this list alone for the fucking rack tech. Like as as weird a sense yeah. as that is, like the 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 level of like nightmare fuel the giant rat swarms are in that game <laughs> is what yeah. is on this list right now. Yeah, it's yeah, and just the story too. Yeah. It's just Oh you know, like the, the, I mean the, the, I'm not even getting to that part of it. like the overall package of that game is fucking solid from an art standpoint, yeah. but like when I started yeah. making my list of this, I'm like, Rat Tech, you have to fucking talk about a Plague Tales Rat Tech. Like, it is mm-hmm. it is why I bought that game in the first place. They had a cutscene of, like, the rats just, like, being nightmare hallucinations, and I'm like, oh god, I need to play this game to give myself a fear of rats. I mean, I think, for me, I think a Plague Tale kind of wins out, possibly. Maybe. Okay, I mean, so, let's... I'm going to bowl the Plague Tale, because it seems like at least two of us are pretty in agreement that makes top three at a minimum. Yeah. Okay, so let's... We got that one locked in kind of thing. I I think we can put Control or Death Stranding into the top three. I'm not sure both yeah. should go. I think... I like Baba Is You. I think we can maybe cut Baba Is You, just because I'm not sure any of us feel as strongly about that one as Yeah, I think I think that's others. another one that that maybe goes under another category, actually. I sure. Think I'm... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm comfortable cutting Void Bastards. I know I said that already, but I really am comfortable cutting that one. I think yeah. it's, like, Sayonara, Wild Hearts, and Void Bastards are... Again, kind of of that same heavy style, bright color, very deliberate art yeah. art style thing going on. I I love looking at Void Bastards, but like I didn't finish playing Void Bastards because I got sick of playing Void Bastards. Like mm. it, the art style didn't keep me going indefinitely. Yeah. Um. So kill that one. Yeah. Right. I think so. Uh, so for those who aren't looking at our list right now, that means our list is Death Stranding, Control, Bloodstain, and Sardar Wild Hearts for our kind of remaining two top three slots. Um, yeah. Mm. That's a tough call. Yeah, I I think it's literally a fight between Control and Death Standing for who wins at, like, super realism this year. And mm. I don't have much say on that one, only because I yeah. haven't played either of those. But I've heard yeah. you guys talk better about Control than Death Stranding. Yeah, and that's kind of yeah. where I'm at, too, I think. Same. Yeah. All right. Let's bold that one. Let's cross out Death Stranding. So that leaves us Bloodstained versus Sayonara Wild Hearts. Um, I think... See, Blood- I, I, as much as I do kind of like Bloodstained, I'm not... I don't know. I guess... I don't know. It's a hard call. Well, I, I think it's, I, I think like we've said already. I think that game will get its due in at least two of our and our, our two kind of remaining positive categories. I think that like yeah. what that game does is very strong in other ways, and like artistically, it's still good. But I'm not sure it's stronger than Sinar Wild Hearts, where that game is kind of almost only art to a certain extent. Like, is that a fair? Yeah, so yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know. Like, see, I I'm kind of more towards Sinara Wild Hearts, but that's I don't know. I, I I just I really enjoyed the overall experience of it because, um, even it's visually stunning, yes, but the games are just kind of 
bizarre and rhythmic and music. I don't know. It's it stands out as being really unique, and to a certain extent, Bloodstained isn't super unique to me. But neither is the. I, I don't know. That's a tough call. I yeah. mean, it, neither are some of the other ones aren't necessarily unique either. In their in their well, art. That in the, that was my argument earlier. Are we going with artistic slash unique? Or are we going with artistic look? Because, yeah, I mean, if we're going to go artistic unique, Bloodstain drops out. Because Sayonara Hearts, Sayonara Wild Hearts is a very unique and aesthetically beautiful looking game. But it also is a very interesting kind of gameplay setup. As opposed to Bloodstain, which is a tried and true side-scroller, you know, Metroidvania type game. That being yeah. said, are, are we judging it based off gameplay interacting with the art or are we going to with a just artistic extent, look? but also i'm i'm looking through kind of just image searches of both games right now and bloodstain has moments of looking fucking badass as all hell it has some amazing but it also has some design. moments of looking mm. like yup that is a character that is rendered too close kind of thing and maybe it's the bad photo of it like it's it's a hell of a castlevania looking game yeah but yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna count uniqueness as of gameplay as a factor, then Cyanara would definitely beat out Bloodstained. If that I'm if this were including that, yeah. But it's like I don't think it's necessarily about it being unique either. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of a total package thing, and that's what makes it harder to from an artistic perspective though too, an artist's objective mm-hmm. yeah. and a nightmare to judge kind of thing. I, it's yeah. Are we allowed to have ties? Like, can we have a third place tie? <laughs> It's it, it, it's I mean it's a tough one, but I, I don't know if you've ever done that in the history of Game of the Years. I we've had ties. I, I'm not sure if we have, but also like we can if we want. Like it's our fucking list. We can do whatever the hell we want. Like it's, it's this is gonna sound weird. It's every single time I start to come around on Bloodstain's art style, I keep getting a shot of that dude in the red and black armor, and it immediately I'm like, no, fuck this game on this list. Like that guy looks like <laughs> shit. In every photo I keep coming across, but then like next to it's some beautiful thing where it's like a stained glass fractal thing with the main character glowing all red in the center. I'm like, no, that's fucking beautiful looking and cool. But then I go back and I'm like, man, but also that image I just looked at kind of sucked. And <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm of two minds about it as well. I don't know. I still kind of lean towards Sayonara Wild Hearts. Yeah. I th- but it's the type I, I, of game that it's. But it's the type of game that I like, and I have weird taste in games. I think, I think we've it, established that. <laughs> I think if you're still having go backs or back and forth between Bloodstain, then Bloodstain's the one out. Yeah. I've, if you if you don't have any of that kind of feeling when it comes to uh, Sayonara and, and looking at that, then that should be the, yeah, the and third I, place. One. Just scrolling through Sayonara, I keep seeing weirder and weirder shit. Like there's a goth girl with a cyber sickle, and I'm like. I need to play this game just for that. That looks cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Fighting on motorcycles. I, yeah. Yeah, no, there's something inherently cool and artistic about that, too. Like, it's... Yeah. And yeah, it sounds like our we've got our winner, then. Okay. Yeah. Hard argued, boys. Uh, good, good talk. So, that means our top three are Control, a Plague Tale, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. Um... I kind of say a Plague Tale yeah, wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm fine mm-hmm. with making Plague Tale 1. It's, yeah, we're up. It's just such a good game. Yeah. And... Sayonara or Control for R2? Probably, I don't know. Uh... Well, considering we spent 
trying to argue the, between two on Sayonara, Control's probably going to be second, and then Sayonara's on Sure. Third. I don't yeah. think there was a discussion no. for yeah. Control. There, yeah. w- there was, it versus Death Stranding, but yeah, no, yeah. I get what you're saying, yeah. All right. I feel strongly about Control on this list, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. All right, so the uh, game that is art category. Your winner, A Plague Tale, followed by Control, followed by Sayonara Wild Hearts. Next up, most video game ass video game. <laughs> Our nominees, Apex Legends, Devil May Cry 5, Mortal Kombat 11, Void Bastards, Gears 5, Borderlands 3, Untitled Goose Game, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Far Cry, New Dawn, Mordhau, Griftlands, Bloodstained, Baba is You. I put Far Cry, New Dawn on here to cut it because fuck that game a little bit. Yeah. Like, it's, mm. it's, it's not a good game. It is the final version of, man, you guys need to stop making fucking Far Cry games this way. They are, yeah. you are burning people the fuck out and a game that I should totally be into, hypothetically, you made look just so cringe-fest. Like, you, you literally gave the people that play Far Cry games at this point the game they want, and people were still going, eh, this isn't as good as 5. See, I moved to cut Mortal Kombat 11. Really? I don't really care for the game, to oh, be I- honest. I will say, as much as I enjoy watching it, if we're going to go with video game-ass video game, there are way better options on this list. There's a part where, where Johnny Cage kills a person and turns them into a marionette for a fatality. If that's not a video game-ass video game moment, I don't know what is. I don't know, that's more of a Mortal Kombat-ass moment. Yes, I mean, I'm not like, saying the two are mutually That's what exclusive. we expect from... It's just it, what we expect from Mortal Kombat, no, I guess. Mar- I, I get what you're saying, I get what you're saying. I... In Not my, to take away from Mortal Kombat 11, they yeah. they do always seem to really like go all out, especially when it comes to the fatalities. Like yeah. watching I know, I, Noob Cybot shoot his essence inside someone and then rip out from the inside, kind yeah. of thing. I guess to me, it's just I don't know. I'm bored with Mortal Kombat. I just think it's incredibly juvenile and in a just nothing new way. I mean, I think the gameplay, like they've made the gameplay actually. Good. Nope. And I like that. That this is, is different a... than other games, but it's but it's so just like, yeah, you've done all this before. It's the it's just like, it's like what a fourth grader will scribble on the back of their you know back in their notes you know in their in their textbooks. No, it's that type of this is a fair critique, I guess. Like I, in my mind, Roll Combat is nothing but a video game as video game because it is ridiculous. But I, I get I get the fatigue angle of it. Yeah, like it's. There was that whole article this year about how, like, working on that game can be kind of mentally a problem because you're looking at such gore for yeah. extended periods of time. Like and the people who have to model that stuff yeah. is because they had to look at corpses, actual yeah. corpses, to do that. Yeah, no, it, it's weird because, like, I, I think the, the time travel story of that game is ridiculous. I The stuff you guys are saying, though, too, I don't necessarily disagree with. It's kind of, yeah, it's the story mode I've come to expect from that franchise. Like, it's... It's the best Mortal Kombat game to date, but yeah, I understand the idea of like it's, but it's also yeah, it's it's another Mortal Kombat game in some ways, and the yeah. last three, the last two have been good, so the fact that this one's not a surprise that's good either, and like yeah, it plays like a Mortal Kombat game. What of yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, I can respect that angle. So cut it. Um, 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. I cut Borderlands 3 just because it's just like, yep, it's Borderlands again and not maybe even as good as the previous I ones. I don't disagree with that. I just wanted to... I, yeah, I, I think it's a weak Borderlands game, but I guess part of me wants to acknowledge that like that game is fucking robots dabbing and shit tons of like orbital bombardment bullshit and all that shit like it, it it's a video say, game ass video game i'd say gears 5 does that over the top action better yeah, and i'd also argue so gears 5 needs to get of... cut too but like yeah yeah but just saying i mean apex legends is you know it's kind of yeah. the same thing it's like i'm yeah, yeah borderlands, I'm... borderlands 3 i say cut it yeah I'm also fine cutting Gears Five at the same time. Like I, I love that same. franchise, but that, yeah. yeah, like it's it's a video game ass video game, but maybe it's not video game ass enough at this point. I think we have some more unique stuff yeah, on here. True epitomes of video game ass video game. Um, Sekiro. Sekiro is just an all around good game, but I'm not. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think I now that I think about it. I think it's a better contender for game of the year than it would yeah. be yes. for video yeah. game ass video game. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm not I, that's definitely a video game, but I'm not sure I'm like this is a video game ass video game in the same way that stuff like um what's it called? Uh like Bloodborne is the one of that franchise I think of as being as the most video game ass. Yeah. Of the Dark Souls esque. You just yeah. have a special tie to that game because of what you did to it. I love that game. <laughs> oh god. Spicy vodka. Uh, I fucking love that game. <laughs> I mean, if that's I know we're cutting a few, but if, if yeah. we're gonna have to say like a game that I think def defined video game ass video game for this year, I gotta say Devil May Cry five. Yeah, that that's Ooh. why it's high on the list. <laughs> I have not played that, so it's super over the top, like crazy. Mm. You know, which I it should turn be. a chainsaw into two melee weapons that you rev and burn people with the spinning tires. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's. I think it's one thing that I can t say that every in the franchise they've tried to go more over the top than they did previously, as far as being a video game ass video game. I mean. Knowing that the first game only existed because they found a sort of error of a sort that made it a, truly a super video game ass video game. That is the ability to air juggle people with your guns. Yeah. And that was found on accident. And they're like, nah, that's badass. And that they're re now we have Devil that's that's Devil May Cry. Yeah, and that, the fact that it's Devil May Cry is back. Like, the last Devil May Cry was DMC, which... Well, not terrible, wasn't what Devil May Cry fans wanted. And the yeah. fact that this fucker came out swinging the way it did, and, like, one of the characters you play as is a depressed emo boy that has a read poetry button. Yeah. That's fucking <laughs> video game ass as shit. So this, yeah. this, this game just, just didn't come swinging back into the scene. It detached its robotic arm and started surfing through the air back into the scene. On the robotic yeah. arm, which is also On a rocket. On the robotic arm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so yeah, that one stays. That one, definitely. I feel, I feel comfortable even bolding that one. Probably, I would say yeah. bolding it because I honestly, among yeah. the list that we have, I think that's my number one pick. For yeah, the I'm, video game I'm, ass video game. I'm with you on that one. Like this feels like this one's category to win or to lose yeah. kind of thing. Where it's, it's like, 
No, it's, it's Devil Baker. It's like, this is the category that if Bayonetta had come out this year, I'd be like, well, Bayonetta yes. obviously wins, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say just because of kind of what it, Untitled Goose Game. I, I think it's just so bizarre yeah. of an experience. I also think of Untitled just, Goose Game as a video game, ass video game. Yeah. It's, it's utterly astounding yeah. and, yeah. and, and, Geese will mess you no, up. No, yeah, I, f- I feel comfortable bolding that one. It is a yeah. when I I'm think afraid of... if we don't, he will get us. Yeah. Well, you have to remember there's a there's a huge clan of geese in the parking lot not too far where I live that hang out there yeah. often. So if they know that I did not put my support in for Untitled Goose Game, they would fuck my shit up. That's fair. This is fair. Uh, so that leaves us with Apex Legend, Void Bastard, Sinar Wild Hearts, Mordhau. Griftlands, Bloodstained, and Baba is You as are up in the airs. Um, See, I don't know anything about Mordhau. I, I'm not particularly impressed by it, it's, but I don't know. What is, uh, what's your take It's a video game-ass video game. It is the medieval combat simulator that certain people really want. Um, it's, it's a cool game. I'm not sure it's as video game-ass as other things on this list necessarily. I, yeah, it's a. It, what's it? if you were a big fan of chivalry, you're gonna like mm. Mordhau, and like Mordhau has the advantage of, of like if you're just good at the game, you can fucking like stave off people with heavy weapons with a loot or unarmed because you're like fucking like dodge canceling all over their asses and stuff. I, it's a very technical game. I, I don't necessarily even like the game that much, but it's still on the list because it feels it had its time in the sun and. I'm sure that came out this year, actually. I... Yeah. Yes, that came out this year. Yeah. It's it's a good game. I'm not sure... I don't have the burning vigor for it the same way, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of cross that one out. Okay. Honestly, I, I'm not... Like, if just looking at it, I'm just kind of unexcited. Sayonara Wild Hearts. It is undeniably a video game-ass video game. But is it as video game ass as other things on this list? And I don't, not sure that it it, it is. It, it isn't. I don't know. I feel like Baba as you is stronger. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. I, I think Bloodstained is stronger in some ways than that one is too. Yeah. Okay. For video game ass video game, yeah. So let's cross out Sayonara. Um, Griftlands. I love Griftlands. It's a cool game with card based combat negotiations. It's a neat idea, but I. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's not as strong as the other things on here. No, I don't think it is either. It's just cool to see a game quantify arguing with people as a mechanic. Yeah. Uh, Void um, Bastards. It's a lot of ways pretty... It is very video game-ass video game, but I don't know. It is definitely a video game-ass video game. I'm not sure it's... Again, like I'm not sure the video game parts of it are as strong as other aspects of this list. Like It's... Yeah. It, once you get beyond kind of the overall ridiculousness of that game, it's a, it's pretty fucking repetitive and yeah, it, it's it's a it's a repetitive FPS. Yeah. So no objections. No objections to cutting that one. Nope. Apex Legends. Um I would cut that one honestly, but I don't know enough about it. Uh Alex, you're the strong Apex Legends fan of the three of us. I, I, I would you put I it like above Apex Legends? It was great for two months. Sure. As a you know, 
competitor, yeah. and now it's kind of like been ruined by EA for doing EA things. I sure. think now it's okay now, but like, is it a video game ass video game compared to these other ones? It feels like it is, just given ah. the personality that game has. But no, fair. Yeah, I'm happy to cut that one. Yeah. 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 I mean, the personality's cool and all, but like, yeah. In the it. it eh. All right, like, so. Like, when you think Devil May Cry, people think that's Devil May Cry. Yeah. Like when you think yeah. Untitled Goose Game, it's very unique in its own way. When you think of Apex Legends, you just think of the first-person shooter of a battle royale, which is almost every... Like, there's always battle royale. So it's like, mm. Yeah. All right, so that leaves us with Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, or Baba is You. I'm kind of more towards Baba as you. I'm with you on this one because... But Bloodstained is also a video game-ass video well, so game. I, I, I need to play Bloodstained more than I have kind of thing. I actually, I'm playing a side-scrolling action game. That's how much I like Bloodstained kind of thing. Like, it is... Which is yeah. It says a lot. Which, which says a know. lot. Charlie, Charlie fucking hates side-scrolling. I do. Yeah. <laughs> but I have heard some stuff about Bloodstained that made me go... What the shit is this game? And do I actually need to pick this bullshit up? And the answer was, yeah, it's it's got some bullshit. I it's it's a I mean it's kind of like in the same vein as like Death Stranding is. This is the director. This is Ega. Yeah. This is Ega. This is an Ega ass Ega game. Well, it's so. it's weird because all the arguments I could make for it being a video game-ass video game, in my mind, are actually more why it should be a game of the year contender. Like, it's... Yes. I, yeah. So, like, l- 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 hear me out on this one. I think I'm, I'm mostly speaking to Alex, I, I think, on this one, because this is, like, this is, like, I think Alex's big pick of the year. Baba is You is nothing without its gameplay. Like, that game is a non-existent pile of code without what that gameplay is kind of thing. It's a weird logic-y puzzle game that, like, you could strip away every aspect of that game and make it just kind of some, like, black-and-white cutouts, and it still would be the same game if it played the same way. Bloodstain is real cool and weird and real weird and might be, like, the most video game of 2019, but it is still at its core... A, ca- a symphony of the night, which is not a bad thing to be, because symphony of the night is a video game ass video game. But I'm not sure. Like when I look at that game and go, "This is a fucking video game ass video game." Like it, like it's like when you remove like all of the rec- the, the cooking system and the train and the crafting system and the waifu wars aspects of it and fighting giant photorealistic cat heads and, like, beating bosses by yeah. flipping yourself upside down, attacking them from the ceiling, and it's a cool game and a really good game, but I'm not sure I'm sitting there being like, man, this thing's a fucking video game. Yeah, I I think it's stronger as a, like you said, a game of the year contender, honestly, and I have things to say why I think that is that doesn't have to do with it. It's even meta on the game itself, sure. so... Like I'm gonna lean towards more Baba as you because Baba as you is just fascinating as an idea yeah. for just the way it works. It's I have really never had a game weird. make me feel so fucking dumb constantly. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I get, I super get that too. Oh, I hate that game. I'm still like, this is a video game ass video game. Yeah, mm. I play that game not to let it win. 
So, we all right with Baba as you over Bloodstain? Yeah, um... <laughs> I haven't played a lot of Baba as you, so I can't speak on that. I have I've tried to play a lot of Baba as you, but I just suck at it. Yeah. It's just, Baba as you is, you are an idiot. <laughs> the Dark Souls of puzzle games. Yeah. So, all right. So, number, so we got three contenders here. I don't know what number one would be. It's fucking Devil May very, Cry. I, it, it, this is. That's pretty video game ass video it's game. Devil they, May they Cry. They've gone beyond even what they did before, yeah. and it started as a video game ass video game. So, the fact that they've topped that is impressive to me. Yeah. I, it, it, this so category exists because Devil May Cry exists, kind of thing. Like it's yeah. Um, but I think I think Untitled Goose yeah, Game is I, in your second. I, I agree. Just from kind of a sheer delight of what that game is. Yeah. Baba is you for three. All right, cool. So your winner of most video game ass video game of 2019 is Devil May Cry Five. No shit. Followed by, in second place, Untitled Goose Game, and with Baba is You in third. Uh, as we have two categories left, it's time for arguably our favorite category, Most Disappointing Slash Worst. And ding, ding, ding. Your, your nominees time this year... Time to battle it out yep, for the bottom. It's a race to the bottom, boys. <laughs> uh, so your, your nominees this year are Fallout 76 in a rare recurring from two years in a row. We've never had <laughs> unprecedented return to most disappointing slash worse. We've never had a game go two years in a row on the same list. So, well done. Anthem, Division 2, Crackdown 3, Rage 2, Catherine Full Body, Borderlands 3, Kingdom Hearts 3, Far Cry New Dawn, Metro Exodus, No More Heroes, Travis Strikes Back. May I start so, this one off with a controversial opinion? Sure. Anthem isn't bad enough to be on this list. No, I don't think it is either. I to think it's different. I think it was under-supported. I, I don't know. No, I Anthem guess that falls is disappointing, under disappointing. But I genuinely still like Anthem. Mm. Okay, so that's a that's a that's a tough call there. I'll tell you right now. For, at least looking at this list for my top three, Anthem is without a doubt one of the most disappointing games of this year, mm. for sure. Considering it had such hype. I mean, I was excited when I saw it at E three. Charlie was excited we saw it at E3, and it's just, there's so much that went wrong with that game. I don't necessarily think it's the worst, but I think, without a doubt, it's the most disappointing on okay. this list. Okay. Let it hang out for a little bit. Um, I, I don't think the Division 2 was as, depoint, as disappointing oh, as the Oh, I had nothing with disappointment with that game. Like, I, oh, okay. I was all prepared for that game to Ugh. be a better version of the Division, and I think it's a worse game than the, the original Division. I think DC as a setting sucks, I think. Mm. Like, they made the AI better, but the gameplay is somehow worse. I I, I mean, that, I think the gameplay is kind of more of the same, which is kind of a th yeah. thing. So I think, the, I think the cover system in that game gets in its own way. I, As someone who was really excited to maybe like The Division 2, the fact that I was like, fuck this game a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Um... I guess I'm not sure if I. All right, so Catherine Full Body is an interesting one in that not much was changed about it. The, the problem is, it's like, and we they doubled down on the transphobia. Yeah, that's the disappointment I, mean, it's like, I guess for me. Like fucking really, 
I mean, that was a that was a major kind of concern with it in the first place, and they just decided to double down on that. And it's like, why? Well, why? Like, why would they you made do it an that? aspect of the game even too? Where like it's yeah, it's one thing to remaster the game and put it out and be like, hey, it's the exact same game, whatever. No, you added yeah. a third character, like you changed enough of that game for it to kind of be a whole new game ultimately. And like, still somehow doubled down on the problematic aspects of the game. Yeah. Really? So, so yeah, I. Uh, I mean, it's worth a discussion. I'm not sure if it's the most disappointing, but it's certainly like you could have just not done that. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I'm very disappointed. But I guess I wasn't. I was only. Meh. I mean, I the first time I heard about the game, period, I was like, "Well, that sounds and looks cool." Yeah. And then, but then I yeah, they're gonna like play it, and I was like disappointed with it uh, to it, begin with. As someone it's, who it, likes it, Catherine, but so, also so it disappointed yeah. me twice. I'll say that. Yeah, it's, it, it's disappointed me the first time when I actually played it after seeing it and see, thinking it was you know just seeing the gameplay of it and just the idea of it, and then playing it, and then disappointed again. So. It has the has the rare occasion of disappointing me twice. So Yeah, as someone who uncomfortably loves the original Catherine game, kind of in spite of its issues for being an interesting game, I'd have liked to have seen them fix that for re release. Like and like or at least address it in game in a way that you're like, okay, cool, like you're trying to have a conversation yeah. and not just playing this off in a bad way. Yeah. Um Kingdom Hearts three. I never played it, so I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of the series. So. Yeah, I. Uh, so, I'm, Alex, I did really you play this one that. or no? Play which one? Kingdom Hearts three. Um, I actually I I was gonna pre-order it, but I didn't. And honestly, mm. everything I heard about it, it was really fucking disappointing. So this is a rare exception to our rule of we triply try and play stuff that's on this list. I this one is on here because all the Kingdom Hearts fans I know are weirdly on the angry. fence for this game. Oh, I know ones that are straight yeah. up angry. So Yeah, I don't think I I've heard way more negative and eh coverage about Kingdom Hearts 3 than I did any kind of good coverage for. The, the most like, damning I, comment but, I've but, heard about but, this game is they cracked open a time capsule from the early 2000s and this thing fell out. Uh, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's and that's and that's a that's also a Shenmue 3. Yeah. So yeah, it's like Shenmue Three is only not on this list because I don't think any of us could have been disappointed by that game. Like mm. calling the third iteration in a franchise that was always kind of bad and disappointing, bad and disappointing. It's like man stares at sun every day for a week, angry and keeps <laughs> burning his eyes. It's like no fucking Shenmue's not good. Yeah, yeah. you can't Whereas, punish it I for mean, being that bad. Pe- people generally like the other kingdom. Yeah, games, or- but. But I think I think we should probably remove it just because we haven't played yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine crossing it off. I think we should. So I mean, it's it I can't really I can't really compare yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, Metro okay, Exodus. Hmm? Well, don't no, go ahead. Sorry. Well, which one did you want to do? Um, should we really count Fallout seventy six? Has wasn't it come out twenty eighteen? It did, and that's kind of the weirdness. Like if it if it just continued to be a bad game. It'd just be a bad game. It's the fact that it somehow keeps it keeps falling. giving shit. Yeah. It keeps yeah. It keeps yeah. It's 
It's most dis- it would be like practically its own category of most disappointing worst ongoing game. Yeah, like it's Remember this is the ca- this was the category that one year we joked it was called the um Evolve Award, but then That's we right. realized Evolve yeah. was the winner of that year's so that we were being like, "Oh, it's the fucking Evolve Award." Like, oh no, Evolve came out this year. <laughs> Yeah. We'd be okay. giving the Evolve Award to Evolve, and like I believe Fallout 76 won last year's most disappointing slash worst award, and I, you're not wrong. The, like, fact the, that, the fact it's on this yeah. list despite being in 2018 may be a statement enough that like this game is so bad. I'm there's, like, didn't this game didn't this game come out this year? There's so much garbage it just carried yeah. on to the next year. Yeah, like it's yeah. It's it didn't just maintain shit show. It kept adding new shit show on top. Like every time they try and fix it, it fucking breaks all over again. I I would even take it one step further and say that it sets the bar for shit show. Yeah, it, like yeah. anytime a company fucks up is bad, like you can think to yourself, is it bad or is it Fallout seventy six bad? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's a continually rolling shit show. No, yeah, Fallout seventy six is such a shit show. It's why I'm like, does Anthem really belong on this list? Even like, it was just a bad game at launch. It doesn't continue to suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm okay now. cutting Fallout seventy six. I think like no, no, no. I'm okay with bolding it. Fair, I think it's fair. definitely the top three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it, in an unprecedented way, a video game that won last year may possibly win most disappointing slash worst two years in a row. Like this is a weird exception to our rules. Like maybe that's why it doesn't deserve to win ultimately. But yeah, yeah. like if it had just maintained the same level of shitty excellence it had mm-hmm. last year, we wouldn't be talking about it still. But it's. The microtransaction stuff, the subscriptions, the fact that every time they fix it, it breaks. Like, this game inspired people to start hunting premium players. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Created class warfare. Like, name another video game you know of that, like, without prompting or, like, an event happening, the community was like, we're hunting rich people. Like, literally created class warfare. Yeah. Inadvertently. Because of how shitty it is. And then at the same time, had, like, shit from last year carry over, and then was like, oh, these plastic helmets you bought contain toxic mold. I think we talked about it last week, briefly, but there's a new bug right now where yeah. you can steal inventory items from another player as long as you can see them. Yeah. Yep. Like that's, awesome. That is why this game is on the list. It's not in beta. It's not, like, this is a game that was put out and charged money. And then they have the audacity to be like, yo, you should subscribe to this game for yep. features we should have had in there for free. Alright, so... Alright. I am going to say probably Crackdown 3 doesn't deserve to be on here because it's more of a, huh? Nobody's You're really not expecting wrong. it. As someone who loved Nobody's Crackdown really expecting 1, it I to just, be great. Yes, I... I was, but also, no, I wasn't. I, as someone who loves Crackdown 1, it just sucked that Crackdown 3 was bad. It's like, eh. It's not oh, even that uh, yeah. bad, either. I think, it's like, I think, it's forgettable. I think that it was, Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's more of a... Like I said, it's, huh? Yeah. <laughs> more th- rather than worse. No, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm crossing it off. I just wanted to be annoyed by it. <laughs> um, Far Cry New Dawn, we kind of already talked about. It, it's... Mm-hmm. it's 
it's not so much the game is bad, it's just fucking Ubisoft stop making Far Cry games, please. Like, yeah. They're too hit or miss. This was not a good one. It was like, it has successfully made me not want to ever buy another Far Cry game for the foreseeable future. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to cross that one off. Uh, Rage 2. Hmm. I did, I'm not familiar with... I haven't played Rage 2, so... I, I shouldn't have had expectations leading into Rage 2, but somehow I did, and... Maybe that's on me. I, it's... It's not as bad as some of the other things on this list, I don't think. Like, it's... Mm. It's just kind of... A, it, it, it's like Crackdown 3. It's just kind of an aggressively forgettable game that could have been something, but no, it just kind of sucks. Like, and not enough to make me be like, this is a bad game. It's just like, yeah, just don't buy it. Yeah, it's free. Play it, but yeah, I personally I'm disappointed with it. But I should also know better. Um, we haven't talked about Borderlands Three for most disappointing slash worst, and I don't think it's on this list for worst. I think it's on there for disappointing. Yeah, mostly because my personal experience with that game was like, man, you just somehow made another fucking Borderlands. Like you you kind of successfully ignored every advancement in FPSs since the last one came out, and I know people are having fun with that game, but also there were bugs, there were problems, there was kind of a shit show, or not, not a shit show, shit show, but like the problems surrounding being into that game because of Randy Pitchford and all that jazz like we talked about last week, but also mm -hmm. I, that game is not good enough for kind of the moral questions you had to ask yourself potentially about that game maybe we cut it. i'm not sure it's as bad i'm not sure it's as disappointing as i was like i i was disappointed by it but i yeah i'm I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable cutting that one yeah i think it's not on the bottom end of yeah. most disappointing or yeah. worst yeah um metro exodus i think kind of follows in the same path as borderlands 3 i personally found that game unbelievably disappointing like as someone who fucking loves the metro franchise the idea of going above ground and kind of having a bit of an open world to play with i thought sounded real cool and turns out i like that game because it's because of its claustrophobic very directed mm. system and while it worked as an open world game it did not work as well as i thought it was going to like i it mm. felt like a cheap yeah. stalker knockoff and that was not fun to play yeah Comfortable crossing that one off. Uh, no more heroes. Travis strikes back. It just wasn't Goichi Suda enough. Yeah, I don't really have much of an opinion on that one because I haven't really yeah. played it. Well, I'm just kind of so. Uh, let me throw this one down. Like, uh, as someone who fucking loves the No More Heroes franchise, the fact that you would get out there and be like, "Yo, we're making a new No More Heroes game," like that's fucking awesome. It's called Travis Strikes Back. Okay, cool. And then you put out this game that is this, like, repetitive, boring, twin-stick shooter-style thing. Like, after, Le um, yeah. after Let It Die, after all the No More Heroes games, like, after everything Suda51 has put out game-wise, game we this get This one was boring. This. And I'm like, mm, This one was yeah. boring. So, it, yeah. It was so disappointing, it's making me a little hesitant about getting excited for No More Heroes 3. Like, that's how poisonous this one was to me, but I I'm not sure it kind of hangs amongst the rest of the options. So, 
Our options are still Fallout 76, Anthem, The Division 2, Catherine Full Body, and No More Heroes, Travis Strikes Back. Um, uh, personally, I would cut No More Heroes, and I would cut The Division 2. Okay. I'm, I'm, I think I'm fine with that. I think just because The Division 2 was kind of just like a... It was, it was a repeat franchise of what it was supposed sure. to be. Um, Fallout 76 was just a fucking train wreck through and through, and I'm so glad it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. It has transcended yeah. a year. It not only has it broken records on being a shitty game, it actually broke our record of being able to be the most disappointing game of 2019, despite the fact that it came out in 2018. We have talked about that game so much, I actually yeah. had to look up that it came out last year. Like, it's... Yeah. It is baffling how much we've had to talk about that game. Yeah. So... Our top three appear to be uh, Fallout 76, Anthem, and Catherine Full Body. I I still don't think Anthem is bad enough to be necessarily on this list, but I, the arguments made against that I think are very valid, like the amount of hype going into that thing. Like, I was yeah. pretty fucking excited. Like, as the we first all, should, all of us were collectively yeah. excited for it. It was such a breath of fresh air on, like, and, and you have to understand, this was during the time that Destiny 2 had gotten really stale. Yeah. So yeah. it was very much that, like, savior in among the shit kind of games. And, and, and that's the problem. The stuff I like about Anthem is still legitimately cool. Like, it is, there, there was aspects of that game I would love to see in a better game kind of thing. It was the yeah. support angle of it. It kind of launched very beta E Like, fuck it. When they re-release Anthem 2 or, like, Anthem Fixed, whatever the fuck they're going to call it, I will give that game another shot. Like, that's how intrigued I am by certain aspects of that game. Like, the Iron Man power armor aspects of that game are undeniably badass. It, it is absolutely badass. And you know what? I, I would be willing to give it a shot only because, and I, and I have to throw this out there considering this was one of our top three for ongoing game, Final Fantasy XIV, when it first came out, was a shit show. Yeah. It was real bad. It got so bad, they took it down, and they re-released it later as, like, a new, like, thing. And yeah. Final Fantasy XIV, ever since its release, has been phenomenal. So, I mean, if they take it to heart and really focus on, like, making the things that made Anthem really stand out and shine, like the Iron Man setup and things like that, like, if they really find a way to do that and then add a good system to, for you to have stuff to do in that game, I think Anthem would can easily make, like, the, the Anthem remix could easily be Game of the Year in the future. Well, and, but. and that's the issue. Like, it's it's easy to say what the errors of Anthem are, and I don't fucking make video games. Henry is the one that kind of speak to this of the three of us. Like, you would have to kind of make some fundamental changes to that game, but they don't seem like the hardest fundamental changes to make. Like, it's how the social space works, it's kind of how some of the loot systems work, but, like, the what you play as, the javelins, that combat aspect of it, are fine. Like, you could leave that stuff alone and just frame it better. Mm. You could have a pretty hell of a good game, I think. Mm. Yeah, but I think as it stands right now, it's just, it's, it's a corpse. So. It's still got a player base, that's the scary thing. Yeah. Matrix Online had a player base. Had that game's officially canceled, I can still go play Anthem right now. I can still log into the Matrix Online, actual Matrix Online or bootleg Matrix Online, <laughs> bootleg Matrix Online, the real which Matrix is, Online, which I think is more authentic. If you oh, think yeah, about no, that, it, that, that's the joke I just <laughs> made. But yeah, absolutely right. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I honestly I think Anthem is probably my number one because I was really excited about Anthem. 
and it was such a letdown. Fallout 76 has been such a train wreck. I think it just transcends. I don't know. I can, how, I can how dance are we between feeling about it, 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 it pretty much goes under ranked shit shows. Yeah, I was going to say, honest. like, how would we feel about, like, Fallout 76 for number one, Anthem for two, and Catherine Full Body for three? And I, I, I only say that because as the person who was the most hyped about Anthem, I'm far less disappointed than Fallout 76, I guess. Like, I'm, like, Anthem has had the decency to fail and then go the fuck away for the most part. Hmm. Yeah. It's the fact that it's a rolling shit show, yeah. I think, is the, is the kind of, uh, yeah. Like, the, the... The fact that they just keep somehow making it worse, making everything worse. Every every single bit of news we get for that is worse news. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's an achievement in itself. That there there's just no good news coming out of Fallout seventy six. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't I don't have anything else on on that one. I think we can dance around with that then. Yeah. Yep. So congratulations. Two-time winner. Yeah, I didn't think it was possible given our system. Yeah, <laughs> but it's fitting. Like it's the if we talked about a, a, a our weeks notwithstanding, I think we have talked about Fallout seventy six the most out of any video game this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and none of us fucking play that game. Yeah, hilariously. Yeah. Uh, yep. I would be concerned if anyone played that game. Yeah. Every couple weeks, I, I every couple of months, like every time a real bad article comes across for us, I get mm. curious enough that I'm like, part of mm. me kind of wants to stare into this abyss. I, I know I won't like <laughs> staring into it, but like, man, it can't, just can't be this bad, right? Like, you don't, like, you, you wouldn't keep supporting a video game that keep like, how do you keep breaking this? Is it like someone who's never coded before doing all the coding for this game? Like, I, it just serves as this bizarre example in my mind of just how unbelievably fragile all those Bethesda open world games have been. And, yeah. like, we've excused them for too long. It's like, oh, it crashed your computer. Like, like we, we've all made excuses for Bethesda games, but, like, this one's, like, for some reason, the one that we're all sitting there going. Maybe it's time to stop giving them the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, this game crashes computers frequently. What the fuck, Bethesda? Like, crashing a game's mm-hmm. one thing. Crashing a straight-up computer? Why does Fallout 4 do that still? <laughs> yeah. Game of the Year 2019. All right. Your nominees it- are Control. Resident Evil 2, Apex Legends, Tetris 99, Void Bastards, Death Stranding, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, Slay the Spire, and Bloodstained. Alright, so I know which ones I might take off, kind of right off Let's start with low-hanging fruit. Um, uh, Unfortunately, Void Bastards. I don't disagree. Uh, It's a great game, but I'm not sure... uh, I don't know. No, I'm I'm with you on that one. I think it's... it's I, uh, yeah. I would also take out probably Apex Legends and Tetris 99. I also agree with those. Yeah. I Yeah. I mean, I love Tetris 99, but yeah. Mm. I don't know how oh, I hate Tetris 99, but I respect the hell out of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, I understand that yeah. too. But um, uh, Resident Evil Two. I don't. I don't know. I don't see a remake. I. I don't know. I guess how impressive the remake Let's is. Let's talk about extent. Resident Evil Two. Um. Okay. Resident Evil Two got me to play Resident Evil games again. Like I, it's. Mm. The, the the Mr. X system, everything people were saying about that game got me to buy a Resident Evil game again and go, huh, yeah, no, this is a really good game. Like it's it, it makes you realize how fucking good the first three Resident Evil games were. Mm-hmm. Like it is there are some smart changes to that game. Like calling that game just a remake, I think, is disingenuous to what that game is. Like it is like if it was just an HD upres, I'd be fucking with you on that. It's like, yeah, that's good, but still, it's like the amount of time and effort that went into making that game, what that game is, like down to, you have good aim, but like zombies are appropriately swayy that makes it hard to headshot them and stuff, and like that feels accurate. Like it, it pays homage to all the stuff you love about Resident Evil Two, but it's also willing to be like. Yeah, fuck it, we're changing some things. Why? It w- in hindsight, that wasn't great. Like, this is a better version of that exact same thing. Like, the they fixed, like, the, the spider boss fight is better this time around. Like, the, the graphics alone make this game into more of a horror game than it ever was previously. I, it's Resident Evil 2 made me buy the Resident Evil 1 remake, because I'm like, yeah, fuck it, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll check mm. this one out. Like, this is that good. It, yeah, no, it's, it is a hell of a game. It is, makes me unbelievably excited for my favorite Resident Evil game which is RE3, Nemesis, but at the same time, like, this game was more Nemesis somehow than Resident Evil 3 was, because Mr. X doesn't stop fucking coming for you, and that's an unbelievably cool mechanic for that game. Yeah. Just the tension of Mr. X showing up, like, the bullshit mods that made, um, uh, X gonna give it to you play whenever X was coming for you are hilarious (laughs) and dumb, but, like, underscore the tension that is playing that game like as someone who's played it with both Mr. X mod and without Mr. X mod with the Mr. X mod is somehow more uncomfortable because you just kind of hear faintly in your headphones X going like oh no shit I'm gonna die now cause fucking Mr. <laughs> X is coming for me I I, I, I genu- like, I'm not sure we talked about it ever on the podcast cause I was kind of playing it in the background not heavy, not hardcore ever Resident Evil 2 is a, a remake is a hell of a game. To your point, there are more original games on this list, and I, I just don't think it's fair to cut RE2 remake this early on, I guess, in the process. Like, I, it's... Okay. Yeah. Like, I would rather play Resident Evil 2 than Death Stranding. So, I think... Alright, so we've sp- talked a lot about Control already Let's, and Death yeah. Stranding. And I want to talk in Sekiro yeah. to a certain extent. I want to talk about Slay the Spire. Go for it. That's my edition. Yeah. And so, and, and while I feel like it probably should be cut, I do think it deserves to be talked about because it it kind of started off the a well a bit of a you know a bit of a small craze of a sort of deck builder game. It semi defined its own genre. Yeah, like it either reinvigorated or made a new one altogether. I mean, Grifflands is in there. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's from the Dicey same people. Dun- Dicey Dungeons. I mean, Slay the Spire, and it's 
and I still go back to it because the mods for it are all, there's some really great mods for it too, so it's pretty easily moddable. So that's kind of cool, but it's, it's a great game to go back to. It has personality, its art style is cool, but yeah, it has, the game has a lot of personality to it, and... Well, I mean, it hits my sweet spot of liking roguelikes, and you know, not everybody likes roguelikes, and this is certainly a roguelike, but I like the, the mechanic, the deck-building mechanic, which I play other deck-building games. I mean, I'm a person who played Magic, only, like, started playing Magic a few years after Magic came out, and I currently play Gods Unchained, and so I like deck-builder games. I like card collectible card games and this is that's what Slay the Spire is and it's super fun and I think I I just wanted to definitely mention it I I don't think it belonged in any other categories necessarily but Slay the Spire is cool and I think it's in in its own right it it deserves some recognition as being this game that kind of came out of nowhere from an indie developer and became a bit of a phenomenon all on its own. So, I mean, I think that's that speaks to how strong the game made an impression on people. Mm. That it, it, it didn't have hype. You know, you didn't, you know, it didn't have the hype train that so many other games have had. Like, other games, every other game on here that had. And yet, it became a well-known, well, very well-known game. So... I think that just speaks to how strong the gameplay is, how 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 well it stands. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable taking it off the list, but I I I think it's kind of interesting to see how strong it is considering yeah, it didn't have the hype train, it didn't have the PR machine behind it. So, but yeah, I'm comfortable taking it off, but I want no, to talk I, about it first. We've talked about it a lot this year, I think, and I think it's like it, it breathed life into a in, at least yeah, I picked up Grifflands because it was from the Slay the Spire people. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the pedigree that game now has in my mind. Where it's like, yeah, fuck it, no, I'll play like maybe yeah. I'm not gonna play that game, but I will play games from that creator because they seem to fucking know what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's leave it for now, I guess. Like I. Yeah. Bloodstain. Let's talk Bloodstain. I was because... gonna let's talk about Sekiro. Okay. Uh, all right, or we can just, we can start with Sekiro. That's fine. I'm not as familiar with that one, but um, yeah. but I know both of you played it. Yeah. How far did you make it in Sekiro, Alex? I actually didn't touch it. To be honest with you. Oh, you didn't? No, I thought you did. No, I watched a lot of gameplay on it. Okay. No, I my 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 experience is speaking from the gameplay side of watching. So I did watch a lot of streamers play. So yeah. I like Sekiro. It is not my favorite from Soft game, which isn't necessarily mm. a fair comparison to make. But I, it's this is a great game. You great company making great games. Yeah, so, yeah. I I hear that. It is a cool game. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like I I couldn't finish it. I tried. I, it is, it is the first from Soft kind of Souls esque style game that when I got too frustrated with it, I didn't feel motivated to go back and keep playing it. I think that game is maybe a tad too hard. Mm. Which is a weird criticism for a game. I, it's, it's not a bad game. It's, I, it is definitely not a game of the year contender in my mind. Like It is 
it's a beautiful game. It is a cool game. The combat feel for it is pretty solid. I there's definitely kind of a breaking point for me in that game where just I'm like, man, maybe fuck this game a little bit. It's and I I'd have loved to have seen more of it. And maybe it's a go get good scrub or whatever. But I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's it's a different experience to watch people that are much better at those games than I am play those games kind of thing. Like it's it is an impressive yeah. game to watch in that context. But as someone who played a lot of that game, I it's not a bad game, I guess. But like I it's I I don't like that game that much. And ultimately, it's 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 it is a cool game. I wish I liked more. And it's mostly because it is. Maybe too hard, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I I feel weird talking about it this way because like it's it's supposed to be a fucking hard game. And it's made for fucking hardcore people, but like as someone who typically has liked the Souls games a lot, like this is definitely a Souls game in kind of spirit, as dumb a sense as that is. But like this one's nah in my book. Like it's just I, I find it, it hilarious that it somehow retains the very glitchy nature of the previous yeah. from software games it's all right so to put in perspective how knowing anything about the game how fast do you think the speed run is uh 10 minutes it's tw- it's it's close it's 21 yeah 21 minutes for the entire game jeez yeah it's because yeah it, there's a lot of going out of bounds so that's the way the like honestly, um, the other yeah, no, of the other had the problem where you could like fucking leap a fence and cut out the first like fifteen hours of that game. Like these games are yeah. known for having these problems. Yeah, they are, they don't make good boundaries. Yeah, I... none of the games have make good boundaries. Somehow I... they they manage to screw those up well, it, with every game. It's so weird. Like, this so is mostly the... speedruns spend a lot of time out of bounds or yeah. just skipping over places they shouldn't be. So well, like it, it's weird because like I think this is the best playing. Souls game, but also I don't mm. like how it plays. Like the hyper aggressive nature of it is a cool change, but like Dark uh, Bloodborne was also the hyper aggressive Souls game. This one's yeah. too hyper aggressive, I guess. Like something about mm. the parry system and how that works, I just don't like as much. I I, mm. I, I don't know. Like all these sound like I, I know all these sound like whiny complaints. I'm like oh, why isn't it Bloodborne two? And yeah, why the fuck isn't this game Bloodborne two? <laughs> yeah, but also this is the first Souls esque game from FromSoft I haven't liked in this way. Like they they all eventually hit yeah. a point where I'm like, maybe I don't have the patience to play through the rest of this game. Like Bloodborne, I played through not all of it, but got the farthest in that game that I have of any of the Souls games because I liked the setting more. This mm-hmm. one was just kind of like, yep, lots of mysterious ass bullshit. I wish you'd explain because it maybe really impacts things. Or doesn't? I don't know. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was just, it, it's weird. Like this is the first game where I've been annoyed. It was so easy to miss stuff. Like all the trick weapons are real cool, except that some of the most useful trick weapons are so well hidden. It's like, oh yeah, you you have the axe. This boss might be using. I'm like, yeah, didn't fucking have the axe though, because it was inside a fucking burning building. That I'd be like, oh, that <laughs> thing's on fire. Not going in there. Well, you should have. It's a Souls game. Yeah, fuck you, buddy. Fire hurts in this game. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. The difficulty is just way too all over the place for me, I guess. I 
Like, it didn't ramp up. It started off, like, mercilessly hard in certain spots and then being also, like... I, there's a fucking boss fight early on in the game, the Ogre, which just feels cheap and shitty. Like, and maybe that's the difference. Like, so many of the boss fights in this game feel cheap and shitty in my book. And they're not as cool as other stuff for, like, every running section from that giant white snake monster you have like a slightly larger if not normal sized dude that two hit kills you because they like fucking break the game in some weird way in the game's like oh you should have stealthed them and i'm like yeah i should have didn't know that was a fucking boss before i attacked them yeah i hmm. yeah so <clears throat> so is this an argument to keep it on the list or not i think it's an argument i I wouldn't call this game a game of the year. It's a good game, but I don't. I did not think Sekiro was as good as everyone else did. I guess like and okay, this is not my list. This is all of our list, and we don't have to mm -hmm. cut it yet, kind of thing. Yep. But like, I I'm not sure. I feel strongly about it not being on the game of the year list. But I did not think it was as like I, the fact it won the game of the year, the the game awards game of the year thing was baffling to me. Like of like yeah. I think everything we have left on this list is a stronger candidate for game of the year based on who we are as a group than Sekiro mm -hmm. yeah. is. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we talked Bloodstain now and I don't think we talked about the right we've talked about it, but we need to talk about the right parts of Bloodstain because Alex has not touched on what makes that game amazing. <laughs> Yeah. What blood thing? Yeah. I mean, overall, it's just it just it delivers great into the Metroidvania theme no, no, style and game. I, like I think that's a given for the fact we're talking about it this way. I I I only played a little bit of that game. I got around to playing it because it's game of the year stuff. Cause I think we might be talking about it some. I need you to talk about the fucking balls to the wall weirdness that game gets into eventually, like the. We've criticized it in the past for being like, yup, it's a new Symphony of the Night game. It is not just that. It is well, it's like, it's it's taken to, into account, and this has been our criticism of other games, newer games have come out since Symphony of the Night. And so, maybe we should take advantage of those, you know, those new findings and new mechanics and just good ideas that have come about in games since, since Symphony of the Night. It actually pays attention to that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and it feels like in the gameplay and the mechanics and the game feel overall, it doesn't just feel like... It's not a Shenmue 3 where it's just like a game just got pooped out of 1990. Yeah. It, it, or 2000, whatever. It, it feels like this is a game that takes the aesthetics and the idea but uses modern, you know, the modern sense of games to make a new game, so... Also, this game has a crafting system and a baking system, like, yeah. neither of which you necessarily need to engage with, but they're there, and they're deep, and... Yeah. Yeah. And, and it they're finds a way to deliver really cool little side things, like being able to summon the pigs that can fly, or, like, the knights, or, like, the frog stuff, like, all the little, like, souls you collect are also pretty fucking cool that you get like they all bring something to the table that's really nice and really enjoyable well uh, and that's what i'm trying to get at like i need you to kind of uh, go full spoilers on this one alex because like 
I'm trying to give Bloodstain its due because like that game is kind of actually something special. It's just insane. Yeah. And it's hard to explain yeah. what that game is. <sighs> All right. Well, so unlike some of these other games like, you know, uh that Henry was mentioning, like it yeah, it is another like it's not like Apex Legends where it's another release of the Battle Royale franchise with its own twist. I think it just kind of takes it beyond where it becomes it feels like a complete game evolution as opposed to it's yes. just an addition to a style of game. Like, Apex yeah. Legends had the potential for that, but they fucked themselves in other ways. Bloodstain feels like an actual evolution of the Metroidvania saga or, like, series of games only because, like, it, it, it delivers much more with, like, dialogue, the, the gameplay. Like, it doesn't feel like they, the core of it is still there. You still know it's a Metroidvania game, but it very much feels like it's the next level of what a Metroidvania game can be. Very yes, much simple. It is. Go ahead, sorry. I was to say it is so polished, and it's just, and it is, yeah, it's a, not just tacked on stuff onto Castlevania. It is. Let's truly develop and truly like take into account all the you know new findings and new technologies, new mechanics, just ways of even controlling the game and, and approaching the game, and let's roll that into the, the Metroidvania formula. Yeah. And so they, they, took, they took what works for Metroidvania. Obviously, that's there. And it's, I mean, the guy, I can't remember, was it Ig Igna or Iga? Iga. 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 Igarashi. Yeah. Igarashi is I his mean, full name, is, but Iga. This is a guy who, like, obviously is a staple for that style of game. It's, yeah. a, for me, it feels, it feels the way Super Mario 64 was the evolution of the Mario franchise. Yeah, another a big next step. Yeah. So, it just it feels like a complete packaged game. Like there like if you think about it like if the only negative you have is that it's a Metroidvania game, then that's kind of a weird thing to pick on for it. Like we can pick other things weird. No, and, and that's what game. I'm saying. Like it's the this is a Metroidvania game that like transcends that where it's like yes it's a metroidvania game like yeah we, we've played these before but there's so much stuff that's in that package that's like what the fuck is this even doing here yeah and it yeah and it doesn't feel like it's added just to add complexity to the game it's added because it it complements what's there which, yeah. which i feel like it's it just like the soul system for example like every, like monsters each have this little attribute you can get for killing and things like that like, it doesn't feel over the top, where it's like, oh, okay, well, now I have another evolution of this. Like, it's kind of like a nice little play on the whole, you could throw the Holy Cross, throw the dagger, throw the axe, the Holy, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, each, each one yeah. kind of brings a little something to it, and it's, and it's a nice yeah. evolution to it. And, it. and, well, it brought in ideas, and, I mean, that was an idea taken from one of the games that he, you know, that he worked on, which was the Aria Sorrow, Dawn of Sorrow mm. games which were very much based around collecting souls. I yeah. mean, that was the main mechanic of the game, and it just took that and did it very well mm -hmm. and made it a little, a little bit more polished. But, yeah, it brings in all these other aspects that have been in other games that even he's worked on, not even necessarily game, yeah, games that he's worked on as well as ones that he didn't. But, yeah, the because all it really takes to be Metroidvania, the main idea is you know, op open-world exploration to a certain extent but held back by 
needing to gain certain abilities or unlock things through abilities. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the main emphasis of the kind of where the Metroidvania idea is. It's it's a somewhat constrained open world where you have to gain abilities or unlock things to explore more of the world, where more of the world is slowly opened up to you because of new mechanics that are introduced. Mm -hmm. And it does it extremely well. It is a polished version of that. I mean, it's like, for instance, I've, I've, like, there's a game that I watched somebody play the other day that was just solely disappointing, The Messenger. And that game is, it's just, it, it has a kind of neat idea, but it is poorly, stage levels, the, the levels themselves, the stages are poorly designed. They are boring. For a side-scroller, it's just uninspired stage design where it's just boring platforming. It's not fun. It's not interesting. It's just boring. I think that's the best word I can find for it. Yeah, and it's just not interesting. If I can jump in for a sec, like it's one of those ones where it's it's Ega. He's making a Castlevania game. Of course, it's a good yeah. Castlevania game kind of situation. But I mean, the level. I mean, the platforming is good and fun. It's not just boring. So much of the messenger felt like they just filler they just created filler no, and, just... and that's what i'm getting at like it's one of those ones where it's you're not just seeing a good ca a metroidvania you're seeing the guy that made the best metroidvania coming back and be like y'all making another game kind of thing like it's like of course it's good kind of thing but i mean and but that's also the surprising part about it and this is a bit goes into my own meta commentary on the game in a sense it's it was a one of the first Probably the only real like Kickstarter game I can say that blew away expectations. Shovel See, Knight. I didn't. I what's that? Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Yeah, yeah. Shovel Knight too. But Bloodstained, I'd say even more so for the how expansive it is. I mean, and it's because all right. So the I think a part of it is there's a certain sense of. What's going to happen when we bring this, you know, old, the older style of somebody who worked on the older games? Are they necessarily going to make a good new game? I mean, Shenmue Three. So I mean, there's there's no guarantee on that. I mean, a there's no guarantee on Kickstarter game ever coming out, but especially on bringing something back in this. I I think it's because of the hype, so much hinging on it. See, Shovel Knight didn't have like a world famous game designer helming it, and so there wasn't as much potential for letdown for being disappointed bloodstain there's a huge potential for absolute disappointment for the because of who is in charge of it yeah i mean we saw that happen also with uh mighty number no. nine which you know yeah. famous people in charge it just did not make a good mega man game Oh no! And all signs point to this game. being another and mighty number no. nine in some ways yes mm. because even some of the same people worked on it nt creates um, so that was a NT creates while we know they can put out a game it's they've they have a mixed mixed legacy and they worked on they're the one of the main studios that worked on Bloodstain. so I mean there was things that could have gone drastically wrong with this where it could have been utterly completely disappointing and that was I think that was the most impressive thing to me that it was a Kickstarter game that more than lived up to its super large hype I mean, with as much as put into just the PR campaign for it, you know, and as much as Igarashi himself personally did for the game, even engraving his own rings to, to be given as gifts, you know, for Kickstarter gifts of the game. I mean, 
so much went into this, and if it didn't just blow people's minds, I mean, it would have gone on our dis- most disappointing worst list easily. But it, the fact that it went beyond, I don't know, I, far beyond expectations. Is, everything is a, in the lead-up to this game coming out had me going like, man, another Kickstarter, another Kickstarter game for the disappointment list. Yeah, and it came out with like middle fingers up, ego being like, yo, I made a video to tell you how wrong you were, motherfucker. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, that's, that's, and that's the sort of, you know, by, uh, you know, not even speaking into it about the, how the game itself played, but just about how it managed to actually more than deliver on what it promised. And being a absolutely very polished, nice looking, good feeling game, good play control, all around just great game. And to the point that I would say, number one game of the year. You know, you know. Actually, I have one more thing I want to add. The, yes, please. When it did a Kickstarter, it released on Steam and not the Epic Store. Epic Store, bad. Steam, good. Fuck this. <laughs> okay, so it's being cut from the list because of Alex's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Got him. If that doesn't resolve it, there you go. Argument made. Done. Let's I cash promise, it in. Let's stay number one. I promised the listeners heated gamer moments. We got one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So let's take a step back. Uh, to refresh people's memories, we have Control, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Slay the Spire, and Bloodstain on the list at this point. Um, oh, Death, Death Stranding? Not on there? Oh, yeah, Death Stranding 2. It's on there still. Sorry, I missed it. Um, okay. Do we feel comfortable cutting Sekiro? Yeah, I do. I would be fine. Yeah. So I want to bring up a controversial topic here. Okay. All right. Death Stranding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is the hype around it because it's really a well-designed, good game to play, or is it because it's because Kojima worked on Man, it? Man, I do not have a good answer for that question. That's the correct answer. That's that's the correct question to be asking. Well, I, I'm going to say I'm going to come out and say the mechanics of the game and the I mean, just what little I've played of it on somebody else's system is just I don't know. It's not that extraordinary. It's really just about the way it looks, yeah. the vision. So I think. As far as gameplay, the gameplay is whatever, to be honest. It's not anything groundbreaking or, or you know, amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, not even in the way that the other Metal, Metal Gear Solid games were in the terms of really redefining a stealth-style game. Yeah. Allow it's, me to say it's, something it's, that may be completely useless in this context, but I think will sum up what the people that like that game's reaction is to being asked that question. That game is that game, and there's nothing quite like it out there, which makes it cool. But that game is literally being a career. There are moments when you are not, but the majority of that game is carrying boxes from point A to point B. <laughs> it's your your uh, UPS yeah, delivery. I, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, so, I would I would okay so. I'm not trying to take away from Koji. Kojima is a phenomenal, you know... Auteur. Uh, yeah. Really. He, he really... He is phenomenal at what he does. To this day, I think, like, his... The Metal Gear franchise has reached the level of, like, fandom and, like, craziness, I think, even to the level of, like... And it's well-deserved. It, 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 it stands up there as one of the giants when it comes to, like... Like, let's say the Mario franchise or, mm. you know, things like that. It, it definitely is its own thing. So yeah. I'm not taking away from what you... I personally am a huge fan of Metal Gear Solid games. That being mm-hmm. said, 
I think this one. I don't know. I think we. No, I think I, we're giving it too much credit I, I, because no, it's no, a Kojima so, game. And I think I touched on. Is, I think I touched on this when the game came out. I like Kojima weirdness, so I like this yeah. game a lot. A lot of people are learning they liked Metal Gear Solid games and not Kojima weirdness. Mm. Yeah. See, the thing is, the mechanics, I mean, that's, and we actually got into the similar discussion last year when we were talking about the whole, when sometimes we talk about the whole game package, and honestly, for this one, same as one of the others, like, that others that we were considering last year, the gameplay doesn't stand up as well. Mm. And when we're talking game of the year, we're generally talking full yeah. package. And it's and that's one of the reasons why I forget which other games were in this, but we went with God of War because God of War, oh, all of it, as the artistry, a whole, yeah. the mechanics, but the game mechanics and gameplay were also way better than than the other the other contenders. No, and so I mean, on that argument of kind of a cohesive collective package, I am willing to cut Death Stranding. Like I think that game when it yeah. shines, it shines, but. The first hours, like I'm, I'm not talking like couple hours. I'm talking like six to eight hours of that game aren't great. Like there's a like there's a lot of that game that like because of the nature of what that game is isn't padding, but sure as fuck feels like padding. And well, I think I think a part of what even speaks to it admitting this as much is the fact that there is a cinema mode for the game, basically. You know, like, don't even really have to play the game. You just watch it happen. So, I mean, that kind of speaks to the mechanics, even on the outset, were completely secondary to the the story and the environment and all of that. The, the mechanics were a distant second to that, to the director's vision. Mm. So, I think that, to me, kind of removes it. It's It's, the gameplay doesn't, stand up as strong, nearly as strong as the other parts. Whereas the other games on the list, the gameplay does to a certain extent. Like Control, with as, you know, more basic as its gameplay is, is still stronger mechanics than Death Stranding. Yeah, I, it's it's weird. Like, Control's best features are not its gameplay, still a better playing game than Death Stranding. But at the same time, yeah. Death Stranding isn't trying to be a best playing game. Like, it is... No, it's not. It's a, it's so hard to talk about that game because there's nothing not deliberate in that game, but at the same time, like it's the do you like the choice that was deliberately made kind of thing. Like it's, it's yeah, this, these aren't accidents we're running into. It's this is a decision that was made. This is what this game is. Whether you like it or not is up to you. And that's such a it's a rarity in the gaming industry. I think to have a conversation yeah. like that. Like it's. Maybe you know, like certain genres or something, and like varying degrees happen. It's been—I'm not sure when the last time I played. Maybe Black on like the um, PS2, Xbox era of games was the last time I played a game that so deliberately said, "This is exactly what this game is. We're not trying to hide anything of what this game is from you. Either you will like it or you will not. We don't care. This is the game we made." Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think with all that being said, I think Alex brings up a very valid point. Like, I, I'm okay cutting Death Stranding from our Game of the Year list. I think as as the one who's played the most of that game, if I made a top 10 games here, I'd put it down towards the bottom because it deserves recognition for being deliberate and 
Mm. I personally enjoy that game a lot, but also like I as I said when I played that game, Alex will not like this game. Like it is mm. not a game for Alex. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm yeah. So I'm I'm comfortable taking it yeah, off. Me too. Yeah. So Alright. Um I feel like Slay the Spire and Bloodstain have to make our top three. And I think when it comes down to control versus Resident Evil Two, as much as I love Resident Evil Two control takes it over the uh, over those two things like yeah. it's just overall a better game yeah I, I i agree i won't argue with you guys on that one although yeah. i think resident evil 2 as like the new like the new envisioning of it i think was really phenomenally yeah. well done yes so yes i'm not i don't want to take it's, away from that because it was, it was oh, no, more it, than just it was more than a remake yeah. it was the, just the a fact reimagining. it's coming in fourth of our list kind of thing and that's like that's yeah. something we don't have to talk about. Like it's, it's a hell of a game. Like it should be on a game. Like it, it should be on game of the year list kind of thing. It deserves to be in that conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kind of the the wicked awesome cast game of the year list. It doesn't quite. It's not quite strong enough to hang. But this is also a fucking strong year of games. Yeah. 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 All right. So our finalists are Control, Slay the uh, Slay the Spire, and Bloodstain, and. I know me and Henry love Control. Uh, I think we all kind of collectively have a love for Bloodstained. Unfortunately, I think Henry is the only one that loves Slay the Spire. Yeah. Yeah, I I would so, say, I mean, personally, I would say Bloodstained number one, Control number two, and Slay the Spire number three. I'm okay with that, actually. That's kind of what I was going to propose. Yeah, I think, I think so, too, and that's... That's saying a lot because there again, it's like I didn't, I didn't kick, I didn't pay, do the Kickstarter for Bloodstained because I was ready for it to be most disappointing list, yeah. <laughs> most disappointing worst list, yeah. and it really, really was not. I mean, not only did it like at least deliver, it was extraordinary. Yeah. So, and I actually, as somebody who kickstarted the game, I will say I was surprised by them only because. They were consistent with their updates emails when it came to the yeah. game. Yeah. Like, I followed, oh, yeah. I followed the game. How how do you do that? <laughs> they were consistent about keeping people updated and, like, benchmarks and things they're working on. Like, and it was always, like, you can tell it, it wasn't just done as, like, a press release. Like, it's like, hey, guys, just want to talk to you guys about what we're up to right now. Like, kind of thing. Like it, Actual updates. Yeah. You know, it felt it felt human. Yeah. But yeah, I I hope Iga makes more games yeah. now. Yeah. All right. I mean, give, given the chance to you know there again, like given throwing money at him, which that's a, that's not a safe thing to do. Throwing money at him and seeing what he does when it's just his when he's it's in his hands, you know, same as Kojima. It's like it's like uh, you know this could go very bad. Like just throwing money at it, they could just get lazy yeah. or just get or just get too. Uh, you know, off on themselves. It's just no, no. You just put out a really, really solid game. Yeah. So, well, so shall we recap and our, our winners? Sure. Uh, our winner of ongoing game of the year was Destiny Two, followed by Pokemon Go in second, and Final Fantasy fourteen in third. Our game, our, our winner of game that is art was a Plague Tale, followed by Control in second place, and Sayonara Wild Hearts in third. Uh. Most video game as video game winner this year was Devil May Cry 5, followed by Untitled Goose Game in second, and Baba Is You in third. Our most disappointing game of the year, uh, 
coming back for a second year in a row in an unprecedented turn of events for these award ceremonies is Vault 76 in first, followed by Anthem in second, and Catherine Fullbody in third, and your wicked awesome cast, Game of the Year, is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night with Control in second, and Slay the Spire in third place. Mm-hmm. All games we've talked about this uh, during these proceedings are a hell of a game, except if we said they were, like, don't go to most disappointing slash worse for a hell of a game. Like, it's... Th- these, are, these are personal lists of our favorite games of the year, kind of thing across yes. the board. Like, anything we've talked about that you found intriguing, except maybe, like, Gears Pop and Fallout 76 <laughs> and... Okay, yeah, Far Cry New Dawn are all games that are worth playing in their own right kind of thing. Yeah. Except Fallout 76. Don't play that fucking game. That's what I said, yeah. Do not play... Don't pick games off of the disappointing worst list. I would even say there are a few games from the disappointing list you can pick up and still play. A couple of them. Anthem for $20 is fine. Yeah. Yeah. If if there's a sale and it's like on a discount bin and on sale, I would say there's a few of these you can do. It's weird because I still want to play Catherine Full Body. Like, the, the... the reason it got third on most disappointing slash worse is not because it's a bad game. It's because they had a chance to fix the problematic nature of that game and chose to be like, nah, we're going to double the fuck down on it. Yep. Yeah. All Any right. kind of superlative awards we'd like to give out at the end now, or we good to call this one a wrap? I, uh, I don't have one. Sorry, Henry, go ahead. I cut you off there. No, no, I'm, I was just thinking, hmm. I don't know. Uh, no, I mean, I think I've mentioned uh, at least games that came out this year. Sure. The games of note. Well, uh, let's look back at them. Well, all right. So I will. I'll throw out a shout out to Totally Accurate Battle Simulator for just being hilarious. Yeah. Just, just stupid hilarious, but doesn't belong on any of these lists. Um, Dead or School is a game that I've been wanting to pick up. It finally came out of uh, Access Early Access and. It's just anime ask ass anime game, and that's that. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, I, I want to draw special attention to Destiny Two Cross Save, a feature that mm, made me yes. come back to a game I was ready to fucking abandon. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, I would like to give a special shout out to The Matrix Online for. Even though being dead. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, Game of Life is over. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I can't talk louder over Alex right now. Um, Email us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. If you uh, disagree with our rankings, let us know. We love to hear from you. Uh, We don't do this often, but uh, because it's the end of the year and this is the last podcast we're doing, review us on stuff. Tell tell your friends about us. Spread us around. We love getting more listeners. We love hearing from y'all. I promise not. we will not be talking about The Matrix Online next week. We will fix that problem. Don't worry. The Matrix Online will transcend decades, and it will be here next decade. And you. I guess... <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got at this point on this topic. Uh, I hope the episode of the Matrix Online podcast starts in this talk about it's a dead game, and Charlie was right. That's mean. Yep. <laughs> Yes. Um. So, do we do we get any emails this week? We did not get any emails this week, mostly because uh, it's game of the year and it's already the fucking long ass podcast. 
It is. Yeah. I didn't yes. realize how long we've been going. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is a long one, so... Yeah, yeah um, that's going to do it for this week. Again, email us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Hope you had a... You're about to have, I guess, a good New Year's and stuff. Uh, uh, thank you for putting up I, with our I bullshit. Will, I, will, I do want to mention something real quick. So the uh, Awesome Games Done Quick is coming up. It doesn't start this, this coming week, but it starts on the 5th. And you should check it out. It's you know it's for a great cause, and it's games being played at a very high level, and that's what I kind of like to prefer to watch. Um, also, just this past weekend, if you want to check out a VOD, they did a special 10-year anniversary for GDQ, where they had where they redid basically the list of games that they did for a lot of the basically in order more or less in order, the games they did at the very first GDQ. They actually did a uh, cast of those, and they had the original runners coming back and giving commentary on new runs, essentially. Oh, wow. For those games, and it's super it's super cool. It's 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 fun reminiscing, and the, yeah, like I said, this is 10 years. It's crazy to think this has been going for 10 years now, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, they did sort of a, on the GDQ channel, they did a classic games done quick and it was yeah the games from the very first and it's kind of interesting seeing the changes and how the games have advanced in 10 years like the speed runs Mm -hmm. so but yeah that's that's kind of cool but that happened over the weekend so i just wanted to mention yeah i love gdq i love speed running so i had to mention both yeah uh definitely check it out and again like he had said it's a great cause like they they always crush it every year doing like yeah the, the charity stuff and I've always had a special place in my heart for like charity and video games being combined so mm-hmm. yeah go check it out yeah also um there's actually I think who was it Daybreak Studios is working on a speed run on how they can ruin a game fast mm. uh, <laughs> we did that a few years ago with the Matrix Hmm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to work on for this year, but I'm excited to see them fail again. The Matrix yeah. Online 2. Mm. Electric Boogaloo. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else. Charlie, is there anything else that stands out that you want to get out of your frustration? That you want to leave behind in this decade, Charlie? So many things, but they cling to me. You <laughs> can't get rid of me. If I was on that list, you can't get rid of me. <laughs> I may have moved away to another state, but you cannot be rid of me in heart. This is war eternal, if you will. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Nah, I, I'm hoping that we got we, we got two new consoles coming up in 2020, which I'm hoping will launch well. I There's a couple games on the horizon I'm curious about that would be neat to go through. I would love to play Final Fantasy XIV, finally. But yeah. yeah, I'll probably try and fix that today again. <laughs> Once we get you past the first boss. Oh, yeah. I'm fucked, but yeah. Oh, the fun part, by the way, and I found out just a little tidbit on that, but if you have a license that you bought outside of Steam, it's not compatible with the Steam license. Yeah, I know that now. (laughs) Even though the Humble Bundle one's like, yo, we're a Steam license. Yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. I I think that's that's it. I think we're leaving the decade on a good note. There, there yeah. was laughter. There was laughter. There were tears, and there were video games. I think that's all that counts. Yeah, that was my way of trying to sound deep when we're talking <laughs> about video games on the video game podcast. Yeah, the puns were the friends we made along the way. You too. 
<laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm working on a new set of puns for the following. You're in pun training? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just you wait. I reach Super Saiyan pun levels? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Charlie, you started this podcast a couple years ago. I think you should close out the decade. Fair enough. Cue the metal. Yeah.